You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. The home of unqualified opinion, and it is also the domicile of unwavering bias. Uh, we're here on a Monday morning, chipper, fresh as fuck, fresh to death, feeling great, feeling good. Um, you know, what I will say, Eddie, and I might even tell you it in song. Please. That's okay. Song helps. And obviously lyrics are a Dior, but it's the vibe. Ain't none gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. Nobody gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna oh no, oh no, I got to keep on moving. Yep. Yeah, that just about does it. That'll uh, do it. It'll do it for me. Yeah. You just got to keep moving. You just got to keep moving. In front of the other. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Now, I've never run a marathon, but I imagine that's their I imagine mentality. that's their mentality. It's yeah. gonna be mine. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna channel my inner marathon runner. Yeah. If he indeed exists. And I'm just gonna keep pumping him Pump out. And One I, front foot in front of the other. David loves to know who who sang that song as well, if you could just get us uh, um, Matthew Wilder in nineteen eighty three. Okay, perfect. There you go. Did you just know that or did you look that no, up? No, I just looked that up while you guys were seeing it. Rock solid Dior and nice. him. He's on today. Well he had to be. He had because to be. he's also had yeah, his he's soul also, Yeah, he's also taking on that mentality. Uh what are you talking about some of you may be asking if you are asking that then it means you know us well you don't know us at all and maybe welcome. We turn it off yeah welcome for the first time what a fucking shot that was not the point no one else can see it i apologize um so look it was a tough weekend for everyone i think well not for everyone but for a lot of people i think the majority of the country who was supporting manly in the <laughs> finals uh didn't go our way didn't go our way, but I don't think that we've, you know, I guess today it is, uh, it's a lot of things. It's about coming to terms with what was. It's about sort of trying to run our eye, try and find some answers, take some licks. Yeah, it'll be all those things. It'll be all those things. Um, and, you know, how about how we just sort of mentally went about our weekends to try and, I suppose, push all this to the back of one's yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. Try and just sort of, you know, do you do you acknowledge and like sort of steer into the emotional turmoil that comes from, uh, you know, an unprecedented second boil over within one final series that sees you out of the fucking competition? Do you face those emotions or do you bury them deep down and just sort of distract yourself with fucking... I've always been, Tom... A sort of, I've always taken a classic approach, and yep. that is to bury deep within. Yeah, not acknowledge, not talk about, no. certainly not share any emotion. Absolutely, with not. those you know near and dear to me. No, I, you know, I, I, I fucking straight bat it. I go, okay, I'm going to distract myself for a weekend. Yep. I'm going to talk about it if I have to. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the truth, which I will. But try and make light of it. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> through the through the podcast. Um, you know, how I saw the game. But that's how I approached it. That's what I did. Um, and I still haven't really acknowledged it. Like, I have, but, yeah. you know. You I, was just prepared. Like, I was just prepared to fucking go about my business. Yeah, you just mask it, I think, with uh, obviously, 
you know, as as you as you said, you, you don't acknowledge it emotionally, and then I think you abuse substances to help you. Cope. Well, look, you, you've nailed it on the head. Did I did I get a large quarter pounder meal on the way home? You better yeah. believe I did. Yeah. That's fucking stop number one. Yeah. Obviously, we were driving, and I wasn't really in the mood to like sit here by myself on the couch and let no. my car in and get it, you know. So I was driving. So I wasn't abusing substances then, but no. I was abusing. Well, McDonald's a substance. Yeah, it's a substance of sorts. So that was first, that was stop number one. Stop number two is just to get on the margaritas all Saturday and try and have the time of your young life. Tom, yeah, you know. Well, tequila the only the only sort of thing that'll get you up. Yeah, that's oh, not illegal. That's right. You know, you got to start pounding the tequila into the earth, and you, you, you sort of forget about you know the bad in your life. And yeah. then on Sunday, you got to you got to get something gluttonous. You got to make sure you get double gravy. Yeah, I said two gravies because ne- one's never enough. You're, you're, the, you're the king of double gravy. And again, you just, you get up late. I slept into like 11.30. Why? Because then half the day's 11:30. done. 11.30. Yeah. That's brilliant. I the Because then, then half the day's done, Tom. I get it. Dude. Do you know that's, what I mean? That's There's only, I've, only got, I've only got to face a few half more hours. a day. That's fucking, you're a lucky, yeah, I mean, children <laughs> don't afford you the half day sleep in. I tell you that much. <laughs> they don't. Ever? Never, ever, ever. I hear Evie's usually back to bed by 11. She's got up, she's fucking run a tornado around the house and then by 11, 11.30, she's getting tired again and she's back to bed. That's Parenting 101, at least when they're this age. It's get them awake, get them to sleep, then get them back to sleep again when they wake up. So it's like you're just in these blocks. I... So you didn't sleep until 11.30? I didn't sleep until 11.30. <laughs> I did, however, get back home and pound whatever remaining vegan cookies i had at my disposal and by vegan i mean ones that get you stoned and i sat on the couch i got in the car from here on friday night and i'm not joking i'm not even fucking joking i turned on the ignition and i'd been listening to the continuous call team on 2gb on my way in to here and I turn it on and fucking glory, glory to South Sydney is playing the entire fucking song on the radio. I was just like, you have got to be shitting me. I'm taking licks on the radio. Not to mention the fact that we'd been fucking absolutely pounded into the earth in our DMs. And I like to try and, you know, well, we like to try and get back to as many as possible. It's not always easy, even when you're getting licked. But so basically I got home, saw the inbox, felt sick smashed as many cookies as my you know my now shrunken tummy could take and then sat on the couch till like fucking maybe one just gotta take your licks gotta take your licks gotta take your licks anyway i didn't even realize that i the 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 cookies had taken effect but what was i realized it more on the back end woke up saturday morning feeling like a bag of shit obviously sad sleep deprived but like I am also concerned that my hay fever is limiting my breathing and so that maybe I'm getting brain damaged overnight. I'm not sure whether that's possible, but I feel sleep like... Sleep apnea? I've had that before, dude. Lack of sleep while you're... No, sleep apnea is l- when you stop breathing. Lack of breathing while you're sleeping? You can, you can wake up with headaches and shit. Dude, I remember, and I think so there's like different... I think you can just get it, but I think if you're overweight, like if you're proper overweight it can actually like that's when it happens quite frequently i've had it happen to me maybe like three times in my life where you wake up and you're like 
And you're like, holy shit, what was that? Etch. Yeah, etch, etch. And you're like gasping for air. Uh, listen, after that loss, maybe sometimes you just wish you stopped breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, subconsciously. You, you, you know, maybe that was just my body going, maybe this is the time. Yeah, um, we're out. We're out. We're going to wrap this thing up. Um, but anyway... I didn't get to abuse. That was as close to I got to an abuse of substances as I got all weekend. I tried to, obviously, being the healthiest man on the planet right now, uh, I just exercised my way through it, Eddie. Good for you, mate. Yeah. Unfortunately for me and for, for you, we've now... When you're at the top of the heap, let me just give some people an insight to the top of the heap, which, you know, we love being at the top of the heap. Well, like, we're used to it now, you know what I mean? It's fucking satin sheets and it's caviar for breakfast and shit some people go caviar for breakfast sounds rank nah nah it's really not it's, it's lovely <laughs> is that when you go to try and better yourself and try and fucking you know wash away the demons that is your team getting fucking spanked near to death <laughs> publicly <laughs> publicly while we're being recorded publicly yeah that was tough <laughs> I just didn't want. I didn't want to say anything. I was like, I am out of puff here. Yeah, I've got to keep fucking going. You've got to keep and talking. Just, I'm like, I just want to lay down. Yeah. Never get up again. Is anyone? I was just thinking, is anyone getting anything out of this? They were. Once they got off here, I said, Oh no, they were. The amount of screenshots of us like just laying down. And I was like, Oh okay, now people are enjoying that. That's nice. That's good to know. Tune sure. in for our pain. Uh, as I'm trying to exercise with Josh Bronte Blueys, get after it. Check him out. I'm getting chirped again. I'm getting chirped in public. Take your legs. <laughs> Are you serious? All Saturday, bro, I was getting chirped by dribblers. I got chirped while this guy was, while I was, we were, um, we were training at Clavelli and <laughs> he goes, take your legs. Oh, you're going to be on the, ba-? and Josh had brought those battle robes. And he's like, oh, the battle robes. Hey? I'm like, fuck, this cunt's going to film me. This isn't what I need. I'm trying to exercise the demons here. Fuck me. Anyway, I don't. He, like we sort of. He was he was chirping us. His phones out all the time, and then we just we were going for a bit, and then we we're like, I was like, bro, I can't stop looking at this cunt. Can we just move like twenty meters that way so he's like obscured by trees? And then later in the day, just you know, what else can I do to try and distract myself? Let me take my daughter, my young child, to the playground, and let's just yeah, you know, maybe the joy in her eyes will. Soothe your soul. Soothe my soul. So down at the playground in Double Bay, Stein Park. It's a big park where everyone's fucking taking the opportunity to live, uh, live and engage. And everyone's just, there's shitloads of people, they're all drinking. And I literally like get out of the car and step onto the fucking sidewalk, Evie in my hands, and then just, take your licks. <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Take your legs. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I see this like circle of dribblers in punters and dribblers hats and shit. And oh I'm like, my oh, God. God. And then they're just yelling at me the whole way I walk to the fucking playground. And then I'm there on the swings pushing Evie and I can just see him out of the corner. And they're like, glory, glory, just rushing. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Mate, you got to stop fucking picking really public settings <laughs> if you don't want to get a licking oh mate i don't mind the licking as i said i mean you know yeah but it's not always great for your mental health <laughs> no it's not it's not <laughs> not repeated licking no being licked all saturday long <laughs> mate we, there was like 
I think there was, by the time the siren had sounded on one of the great NRL spankings, spankings. in the modern era, yeah. I think there was like 15 licks ready to rock and roll in, in the, the inbox. Hotline. Yeah, in the yeah. dribbler hotline. And a lot of those were multiples, which is always nice well, to I see. I think some well. bloke left seven. You love that. Dave, how many have you got set aside for us to go through? There's 31 licks alone, not including four licks, 10 minutes worth of Danny Exotic. Okay, well, okay, okay. I, and I ha- Okay, that's a lot. I am, you did pique my interest with the Danny Exotic fucking descent into madness that I'm keen to listen to. Well, but that's the, that's the exciting thing, at least, about Penrith winning. Because we've got another week of Danny Exotic. Yeah, we do. Now, I think as part of the licking, Tom, it's important that you and I run our eye over the game before yep. we move on. Yep. I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can flat out ignore it. No, I don't think so. I'll start here. It was clear to all in sundry that the rugby league gods had turned their back on the side that is manly. You know when, like, they had turned their backs on us. I don't know if you remember this from the the Attitude Era of the WWF, but for those of you that do. Great for those of you who don't let me fucking regale you. It sort of reminded me of the time when Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the great fucking like, uh, you know, the people's hero, like the badass, always hates the man, all that sort of shit. When he's out in the ring and he turns heel and shakes hands with fucking Vince McMahon and everyone's like, what the fuck? The rugby league gods were Stone Cold Steve Austin to us. We're all really fucking tight, chummy, buddy, buddy. Well, and we'd bet like fuck, you know. You We've, think you know a bloke. You think you fucking know a bloke. We've had him over for dinner. We've been to their place. We know the rugby league gods. Like, we're on first name basis, and they fucking... And speed dial. Spit in our face. Spit in our face. And, and in our coffees. Now, you can't watch that game, particularly the opening 20 minutes, and tell me that the rugby league gods weren't on our side. Yeah. I mean, an innocuous... But accurate. That first try. But an f- innocuous blocking fucking call. Or Shepherd. Shout out to Shepherd the band, um, <laughs> which sort of, which didn't, which certainly didn't help set the tempo for us. Tommy Turbo, did he drop the ball? Did he not? Probably did, but still, I mean, if he's holding on to that for a split second longer, they give it a try. Well, but also like they don't call it a rake when he's getting fucking absolutely molested by three fucking South players. Like, how the hell does that happen? Um, and then off the back of that, we're defending our fucking line for the first 20 minutes. I mean, Jake... That Cody Walker try came off like... That was like a pinball off 50... Listen, we don't want to sound like we're making excuses. This is just... We're just saying that the rugby league gods, based on a few early examples that we're giving you, were not on our side. Now, can you win when the gods are not on your side? Eddie? Yes, you can, but very rarely. Very rarely, if ever. And that's what we're pointing out. It's tough to win when the rugby league gods aren't on your side. I'd also like to, and I'm not, this is controversial potentially, but I'm not ruling out a sabotage. I'm not ruling it out. We said it on the night on the live stream, but where is the Minister for Transport for Queensland? What is their name? Mark Bailey. Mark Bailey. And what the fuck was Mark doing on Friday night when we 
and by we I mean Manly, 13 minutes late because of the traffic? Mm. What the fuck's going on? He sent a police escort, but he sent it too late, Mike. Well, I believe the police escort if I'm, you know... He sent it too late, Tom. Well, if I've got the tinfoil hat on, I'm saying that's just merely like a... Oh, yeah, I said a police... Like, he was... He set the thing up, and he also provided the solution so that you don't suspect that he caused it. (laughs) Yeah, so it was an inside job. He's a South fan. He'd have to be. He'd have to be. Now, did South play well? Fucking hope they did. And hats off to him. But... Make no mistake. When you've got an inside man running an inside job and the rugby league gods are on your side. Not on your side. Not on your side, but on their side. Well, yes. Then that's a pretty good recipe for success. You're up against it. You're up against it. But they played fucking well. Cody Walker, he's like, I'll be the motherfucker tonight, if you don't mind. I'm happy to be the motherfucker tonight. If you need me to be the motherfucker, I'll be here I'll and be, I'll be that motherfucker. I'll be that motherfucker. If you need a motherfucker to stand up and be a motherfucker... Then I'm that motherfucker. I'm that motherfucker. And he was. He was that motherfucker. So hats off to him. He was tremendous. Cam Murray, terrific. Yep. Damien Cook, terrific. outrageous. Yep, he was fucking terrific. He's, um, a, he's a fucking... He's a slippery little fucker. He is a slippery little fucker. He's a isn't slippery he? little fucker. He is a cake of soap. He is. with legs. I wonder if he fucking lubes up before games. I wouldn't be surprised as the Rams go in. No. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all if that slippery little fucker lubes up. If he does, maybe he's got. Maybe he's naturally slippery. Can you? Yeah. I've always wondered that. <laughs> Being born naturally, naturally slippery. slippery. Because some people are slipperier than others. 100%. And that's that's just known, right? We're not breaking any news here, but some people, by virtue of their own genetics, slipperier than the others. Way slipperier. Yeah. Way slipperier. And you know a slippery player when you see him. You're like, that guy's slippery that as guy's fuck. That guy's as slippery as they get. Like, that literally. That guy struggles to fucking... Look at how many people have fallen off this cunt. He's so slippery. He's so slippery. Now, I don't know whether... Like, I don't know what that is, though, Eddie, in terms of the slipperiness. Because obviously everyone sweats. Right, but well, is it like some sort of fishy eel skin sort of slipperiness? I, yeah, like I where it's a think, bit sort of mucusy. Yeah, I don't think it's in any way related to sweat. No, no, it's it's more of a a, a mucus. Yeah, like something really. Sli- I don't find sweat to be particularly slippery. No, but it can be, as in it can make the skin slippery. Yes, but nothing on mucus. No, nothing on like a, a slippery slime. No, a slimy mucus membrane. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, I haven't met Damien Cook and I haven't run an eye over his body. No. But if I were to, I think I know what we'd find. Well, we'd find a mucusy, slippery little fucker. Yeah. Which explains why he ripped us to shreds because he's particularly slippery. Yeah. And he made it very difficult for us to contain him. But as a drillers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. 
As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. BeGoodHealth.com.au, code Dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Now, we did get ourselves into some positions whereby we could put on the points. That was, I mean, that was never up for dispute whether or not Manly can score fucking rugby league tries. But we did appear to, Tom, at times... Um, Go away from what was tried and tested. Roll through the middle, go wide. We were, we were doing it a little early. We like to go Like, oh, is it first tackle? Yeah. Is it second tackle? Yeah. Is it, is it a little early in the count to be doing this? Probably. Potentially. But let's just fucking spin it. Yeah. We were we were that was that was real fuck it footy. Let's let's fucking send the steed in here. Yeah, we were playing fuck it footy, arguably. Eddie and I are not fucking coaches, but Fuck it footy maybe a little early in the game and a little early <coughs> in the tackle count. We came out in the second half with a real fuck it footy attitude. Because well, it was 22-0. It was 22-0. We and had to. We had to play fuck it footy. But did we need to play fuck it footy in the first five minutes? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, that's probably that's just me running an eye over things. Seemed like a little early to be playing fuck it Might footy. Might have been slightly early, Eddie. I'm it, not here to criticise, but no, maybe not. slightly. Maybe a little. It's the sort of game plan, at least from my mind, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so this could be completely wrong, that you need to execute 100%. There is little room, if any room at all, Tom, for error. There is yeah. no margin for error. No, marginless. 
And when the rugby league gods are off your side and they're on the side of the opposition, there is going to be margin. Do you remember when you used to have to draw a margin in your book for school? Yes, I do. Why the fuck did we have to do that? Can you imagine the amount of paper wasted? Discipline time. That was it. Just keeping us tight. Keeping us tight, keeping us ready. There was a line there usually. No, there wasn't. This was before the line. This is before the line was put in this for us. This is marginless books. Right. This is pre- and, w- and you had to go out. What was that? Shit, you'd be pushing me. Was it three centimetres out from the page? It was something like that. It was like two or three centimetres out from been, the page. Yeah. And then bang, down with the down. with the pencil. Yeah. Or a pen if you'd, if you'd reach that stage in your fucking developmental. Yes. We've talked at length about my lack of handwriting ability. Yeah, you've never I don't know if I ever got off the pencil. No, I would imagine. I would hope not. Otherwise, I, pencil cases... What, what a great thing they were. A pencil case is still a thing, surely. They would be. Like, even though, like, How do you know that? Well, I don't know that. But I'm saying surely they would be. In the sense... Remember you used to get the one and you'd like... Like when you first started and you had like... You put the letters the in. The letters in for your name. For yeah. your name, yeah. But did you not also have the ones where you would like... All your Rip mates curl, would tag them and shit. Yeah. And you'd draw all over them. Surely you got like the, the wetsuit. Yeah, the wetsuit material yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking They were huge. I wonder if they're still big. Probably not. But I reckon they probably would be. Like, I'm just no, but that was during like the real height of surf culture where fucking Billabong and shit were just printing. Yeah. And everyone that had not even fucking stood on a surfboard was wearing surf shit. Surf shit. But, and that was part of it. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, a pencil case is... Made of wetsuit material? Yeah, but I didn't think about it being and a wetsuit. And it was rip cool? Yeah, but I didn't even... And it was Billabong? They're surf brands. I understand all of the things that you are saying to me right now. What I'm saying is, though, I didn't really think about it as being super identifying with surf culture. I was just like, oh, it's a cool orange suitcase with cool fucking material. But that's the but that might that's my point. But, and what I'm saying is, I wonder whether like I would be surprised if that's still a thing. I would be. But I would be. Su- I, I guess I don't know how deep laptops go now. Like how how old are you when you start fucking with? I a certainly laptop? hope they don't go down that deep. I think that's too deep. That's way too deep. That's way too deep. That's for like, way too deep. You shouldn't dude. be getting a laptop before you're in your seven. No, fuck no. That's way too deep. That is way too deep. Do you remember laminating your books? Well, I remember someone doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I remember like you'd get your cool covers. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, cool yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, your mum would do it. Your mum would do it. <laughs> yeah. Dad ain't doing it. Fuck no. Dad <laughs> wouldn't know how to laminate. His <laughs> life depended on it. fucking sucked at that. But so would I now. Like if I had to do Evie's books or whenever that I day still, comes. Well, you know what I struggle to do, Tom? Really struggle. Wrap presents. I. It is one of the biggest <laughs> ball aches of all time. <laughs> I'm like, this is not easy. And how, like Steph does it and it looks like a work of fucking art. Yeah. And then I do it and I'm like, I'm embarrassed that you're making me do this. Like, But when, did, where, is that passed down from mother to daughter? Or is that innate in them? Is it genetic? Because I can't wrap a present to save my life, let alone just cut the fucking paper so it's neat, so the edge is neat. Yeah, I mean, I look at mine and I go, why have I got so much excess paper or so, f- or so little? I've either gone way unders mm. or I've got, I could wrap seven presents mm. with this one fucking bit of paper. Fucking nightmare. Are we off topic? Yeah, maybe because we wanted to be, because it's maybe a hard we wanted to, to be. fucking talk about. Now, I will say this. I will say this. And my proudest punch of the boys oh, for delivering one of the great yeah. seasons all time. Fucking oath I am. Proudest punch. At the end of the day, if, even if you want to call us flat track bullies, I mean, fucking say whatever you want. I don't give a shit. You know what's fun? Watching your rugby league side pound motherfuckers into the earth yeah. for most of the season after going fucking four losses on the trot and no yeah. one believing. And Tommy Turbo having the greatest season of all time. That's what's fun. Yeah. Yeah, we went out in the preliminaries, but that's all right. 
We still got to the fucking grand final qualifier. And our side, guess what our side next year looks like? Uh, Fucking identical. Except you know what? The only difference is, Eddie, (coughs) another year under the belt. Another year. Bit of finals experience. Oh, okay. Oh, little bigger, little thicker. Little stronger. Oh, no. Little more more fucking... Composure. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mate, I'm proud as punch of the boys. I'm proud as punch. They gave us a hell of a season. Hell of a season. From fucking last to fourth. One of the great seasons of all time. Without a fucking doubt. Now, do we also... I'm not going to say it. Uh, apologise, but do we owe a little bit of a tip of the cup to, you know, Ryan Girdler? Look, all we'll say is this, Ryan. As a respected member of the rugby league community, you know, sure, maybe maybe you had a point. I would say this to Ryan. I would say this. Was Ryan wrong? No. No, he wasn't. He wasn't wrong, but he wasn't right. No, no, he wasn't wrong. But that doesn't change the simple fact that Ryan has enjoyed the fruits of the peninsula. Yeah. And sometimes, being that negative, it comes off the wrong way. Like, it's almost like going... It's I, jarring. It's like... it's Especially like, especially in a week where there is so much promise. Yeah. We don't need to be reminded of things that turned out to be truths. We don't need that negativity in our lives. It's like, it's like nourishing yourself on delicious coconuts that are falling from this coconut tree. And yeah. then literally as you have a mouthful of this coconut, you start chopping down the tree. And you're like, bro. Can I can I give you an example? I'd love you to. You didn't like my coconut? No, but like there is one. That, coconut nourishment. Yeah, it was like, I get it, but there is one is that better is one? like better. Okay, cool. I'm happy with that. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yep, there you go. He fucking, he munched on that hand. He munched on that hand. He's got a mouthful of fingers. He does. It's coming out of his fucking mouth. Now, Ryan was right. Uh, we're not apologising to him. We're just we're pointing out that Ryan was perhaps right. But, Trojan horses, though. Like, I mean. But as for reasons pointed out earlier, the gods weren't on our side. Are we flat track bullies? No, we're not. We're definitely not. Because we beat the Eels. Well, but I mean, you can't call us and flat track bullies, though, when we come fourth. Yeah. Unless you're saying that every other team other than the top four suck, like just completely suck. Well, top three. Because we're fourth. Three. Yeah, exactly. Because we're fourth. Like. It's just, it's just not the, it's not reality. It now, I think we were probably the best team against shit teams. Like, you put us against anyone but the top three, we will beat the fuck out of them. Whereas, like, except the knights, except the knights. <laughs> but that was just, that was more of a statistical anomaly. Yes. Um, but by and large, we just pump everyone. It was just that, you know, when the going got tough, we sometimes struggled. But again, it's about experience. So well, it's right. about building. Yeah. It's about building for another year. Like if you get rugby league like Tom and I do, we understand that you got to build towards something. Yeah. It's got to be like a five-year plan. Ours is more like a two-year plan. If you're not building, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> not building, then you're... A wasting everyone's You're time. demolishing. Yeah. And if you're demolishing in rugby league, then you're setting yourself up for failure because that ain't going to work. Now, I would say this, Tom. I'd like to say a big congratulations to Cody Walker yeah. for making a grand final. Well, this is are we are we are we putting our our hat on our chips in the fucking bunnies? What do we don't like? I, I, I think bunnies have more of a storyline, but I'd be happy with either I, team to win. Look, I, would I like to see Cody Walker win a comp? Yeah, I would. 
Benji so, go out? I'd like to see Benji go out a fucking winner because he's an ornament to the game, Tom. He is a fucking ornament to the game. He's an we're talking about rugby league ornaments. Yeah. Benji an ornament. He's an ornament. He's not an immortal. No. He's an ornament. He's an ornament. 20, oh, 16 years between fucking grand finals for Benji. That's that's an incredible stat. It's the biggest gap ever. Really? Yeah. Is that right? 16 years. It's the biggest gap. Holy shit. Good on, Benji. Tears at the end. Really nice stuff. Beautiful to see. Warmed the heart. But they'll be up against a Penrith side who no one gave a fucking hope in hell. No. Now. Penrith looking very like even in the, the game, their defense just looked fucking impregnable. impregnable, impregnable, and this is the storm we're talking about. I was like, "There's no way they can fucking bounce back after getting bashed against the Eels and hold out the storm over eighty minutes." Harry Grant coming off the bench and ripping them open in the middle, all rat shit, all bullshit. Didn't happen. They couldn't get anything going. Even the great Cameron Munster, devoid of ideas, yeah. Tom. Yeah. Now, Dior Dave, who I will let speak in a moment, was so confident, so, so assured confident. that the Storm would make the final. He was he was telling everyone that he wants South to beat Manly because he fears Manly more in the grand final. Just at, like was so convinced that his spot in the final was booked. It was arrogance beyond human... Like, beyond comprehension. Yeah. It was arrogance the likes of which I have never seen in all night, my 30 years. Or after the live stream, he was basically just talking about the grand final with South. He was like, well, you know, it was like, obviously we've got to be Panthers, but like... Oh, but he said that as a... He said a, that as like the most afterthought, afterthought possible. Yes. Basically, he had a whole conversation about how the grand final was going to play out with Souths. Yeah. And then at the very end, well, obviously, after we've been talking about it, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Dave, would love to hear, you know, a little bit of about, about what you did during the game. Where were you and how you feel, how you felt? Um, I was at home. I was drinking heavily, especially towards the end of the game and after the game. Yep. Um, it was frustrating. Obviously, it wasn't as, I guess, deflating as Manly's game would have been having 36 points put on. Well, but I would disagree with I that. I think it would be more deflating. Because you were expected to win the comp and you were minor premiers uh, and you had like a fucking huge win streak during the season. Mm, we did. And like, let's all, let's all be honest, Manly... Manly getting to where they got to was an overachievement. Manly, Manly getting to the grand final would have been an overachievement. Manly winning the comp would have been fucking unlikely. Let's yeah. be honest. Whereas you were supposed to win. So and I'd you say didn't. yours would be much way more well, deflating. Yeah. Way more deflating. That's, that's, a, that's a broken man's fucking <laughs> comeback there. Yeah, look, as I said, I think in the video I posted after the game, anything besides a premiership win is a disappointment for the Storm. And so that certainly was. But. I think looking at the game as a game itself, it was a great game of footy. So that kind of took the edge off like, this is this sucks, we're losing. Um, it was tough losing Cheese and Welch early on, especially because as the Storm, as a moral and genuine club, we follow concussion protocols and the rules that look after our players, we take that seriously. It just, um, it's a shame to see that Penrith clearly doesn't. What's, I, what's that in reference to, Dave? Well, Jerome Luai blacking out and being dizzy, but being like, nah, I'm probably not concussed. I'll come back on. Well, is that, then, was that after Munster fucking cracked him in the back of the head? Yeah, look, get I, look, Munster could have got penalised. That's not, 
I'm not saying he no, shouldn't have been penalised, but yes, that was that moment. I was just asking a question if that was um, the, what, what you were talking about. Yeah, and then Cleary also looking concussed but not going off. I don't know how bad he was, but also fucking like Cleary probably should have been sent off and suspended for seven games for that lifting tackle. No way. But there was nothing know. in that. No, nah. nothing that in that. That was soft as Your player got yellow card for that the night before. That was, there was nothing in that tackle from Cleary. It was actually just a good tackle, I thought. Mm. So did I. I thought, was just an yeah, thought he just got him yeah. tackle. Good tackle to snap a vertebrae. Well, look, the thing is, refs, like, I don't love shitting on refs. And if they had cost us the game, it would have sucked. But I think it sucks more that, and I'm not saying this cost us the game, but for the Panthers to be so clearly purposely flouting rules. What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Well, okay, so... This is where I see it from my point of view. Last week or whatever, their trainer called time off. Their whatever, cop that to give their players a rest and they'll cop the fine. Same thing, obviously, this week with the concussion protocols. And, like, look, Cleary moving that kick in. I won't, I won't like, have a go at him because that's a cheeky move and the ref should have pulled him up on that. But it just seems to me like Penrith just are really not taking this player safety thing seriously. Which is a shame for the game. Oh, shut the Not to mention fuck bloody up. Pangai Jr. Like Isn't it shoving an, an elbow into Welch's. Isn't the HIO? Uh, no, it's not. But I think they get reviewed. I think an independent doctor does review it though, Dave. But I think the... Yeah, review it after the game or... No, I don't know. But I think they review the contact on the sideline to see if he needs to come off for a test. Yeah. I don't think the test is administered by an independent Right, doctor. so then why do you think then... The, so you're saying that he came off for a test and you just don't believe that he passed? I... Um, Lou, I said after the game, I blacked out and was dizzy after when I woke up. Like, if that's not a concussion, I'm not here. Yeah, but, if that, but that might be. But if you pass the test, which is the metric that's been put in place to determine whether you can come back on or not, then you pass the fucking test. Like, Sean Kepi fucking knocked into next next year. Mm. He went out. He was like... He literally it. knocked himself into 2022. He knocked himself into 2022. He was at the grand final of next year where Manly <laughs> make it and they win. Um, and they were like, what year is it? And he goes, it's 2022 over the grand final. They're like, nah, sorry, you're a and year. And he goes, and I've just won the Clive Churchill. I've just won the Clive Churchill. He's like, nah, sorry, Sean, you're a year early. You've got to sit this one out. But yeah, um, it, was, it was heartbreaking to see Welchie on the bench when he didn't look nearly as concussed as Luai did. That, um, you yeah, but, aren't a doctor, but though, also though. Christian Welsh has a history of fucking concussions. Yeah, and it, yeah, and like I said, Pangai shoving his elbow into Welchie's face—not good stuff. Oh, dude, well. you're a but fucking pussy. I'm sorry that I'm just worried about the safety of our players, including players on the Penrith team. I just oh, don't want Jerome Luai no. to get CTE or anything like that. Take your licks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, take your licks. <laughs> take your licks. Mate. You were bested by a better side who played tougher footy. They did. And wanted it more. Mate, that you guys true. had they, your opportunities as well. Did, you guys yeah. dropped the fucking ball with the line open. Yeah. They wanted it more It was tough. You. They wanted it more. Remus we couldn't Smith hold on to the ball. Remus fucking catch a ball. Yeah. Yeah, it Remus didn't have it. Like I said, <laughs> Remus shocker. didn't have his best night. Not, none of those things probably cost us the game, but maybe if protocols had been followed properly, the result would have been different. Maybe, but I can't but definitely say that. We you lost, though. You lost fair and square. Like, maybe if you fucking... Maybe, maybe if you played, maybe if better. you were better, yeah. Maybe if you guys attacked yeah. better, you would have fucking. Yeah, it's that's the other shit thing. Best attacking side all year, never scored less than two games. But two it was matches, the best attacking you know. side up against the best defensive side. Yeah. So you know their yeah. defense beat your attack. We know, Tom, yeah. you ever heard this? Defense wins comps. <laughs> that's a fucking interesting saying. It makes sense based on have yesterday's. You, have you heard that? I'd never heard that. I will say this about the grand final. I am fucking dripping wet. Why? Because I legitimately don't know who th who's going to win. No, and it's and that's South, hard. You, West Sydney versus South Sydney, baby. Rarely do you go into a final with that sort of 
Like, legitimately, I don't know who's going to win. No, but I do think... Usually there's a standout side. Well, I mean, I think Penrith are the standout side. Even though South beat them. But South beat them. I know, I know. Two weeks ago. I know, I know. That's where it gets trickier. You're like, okay, if they didn't beat them fucking two weeks ago by putting on a fucking clinic themselves, then I'd be saying Penrith 100%. 100%. But wily old fucking Wayne Bennett, bro. Yeah. He's a motherfucker, that bloke. Well, Wayne is currently Ivan's dad, so it's now just about trying to wrestle back parenthood between the two of them. I've found that this season, I have... I have... Like, Ivan Cleary's personal brand has taken a hit. At least the last month. I find him to be a bit of a sourpuss. Yeah. Before, I thought he was just sort of like... Cool said, and yeah, calm maybe and it's collected. sort of shyish, reserved, yeah. cool, calm. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, you're a bit of a sourpuss. Yeah. You're a bit of a fucking... No, you are. No, no, you are a sourpuss, I think. You're a grumpy sourpuss. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I'd go along with that for sure. I do think the fact that Penrith lost last year is going to hold them in, in good stead. Next week. Well, they say you got to lose one to win one. Yeah, they do say that, Tom. And they say that for a reason. Otherwise, yep. it wouldn't be said. Yep. Makes sense. It does make sense. Um, but also, equally, I wouldn't be shocked if they did lose. Wouldn't shock me at all. No, it Fucking it devastating it for it them. Imagine back-to-back grand final losses. When was the last time that happened? That had fucking sting you. That would have happened. I'll tell you when it happened, Eddie. It happened in 2003 and four for the Roosters. After they won one, they went lost-loss. Yeah. That's right. And I believe they were favourites in both. Yes, they were. Mm, bull, yeah, Bulldogs. Maybe not against the Bulldogs, though. Bulldogs lost two in three years. So the Roosters. Yeah. Um... So the dogs would have been, what, 2012, 2013? 2012 and 2014, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Panthers go into this thing fucking the favourites, clearly. But I would. I think the, the Souths have much better storylines. Like, I, I, I don't mind Nath and, like, all those Penrith juniors, like winning their comp and like you know realizing this childhood dream they all played together they're all in the big dance together they all make it happen sorry if my nose sounds congested hay fever is absolutely pounding me today but as we said south's got some serious fucking storylines wayne his 10th grand final it'll be i i don't know if a coach has won three with three different clubs has won a comp with three different clubs can you check that, Dave? Yeah, no, I don't think... I was looking at this on the weekend. I don't think they have. Um, then, obviously, you've got Reynolds' final year before he goes to the... Bro- if he wins, then... So, hang on. This is Wayne Bennett's 10th grand final. Yeah. So, that means he's only lost two and he's won seven. Yeah. That's fucking... That's a stat. Yeah. And it would have been Craig's 10th if he'd made it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no one's won more than two. With different clubs. There you go. So this will be like three cops, three different clubs. That'll everyone's been going, oh, Bellamy's now the number one. This is push this will push Wayne right back up to the top. Yes. And like comfortably, I think. If you win three comps at three different clubs, I ten grand so. finals. I think so. You're gonna start from scratch ish. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um then so there's the Wayne factor. Reynolds, if Reynolds wins the comp, then I think South are vindicated letting him go. 
because they go, this is our premiership window. We win it with him. And now you're, and and then, now you're off. You're old as fuck and we start again. Like, sure, we might win it again next year, but realistically, we've juiced you as much as we can. Yeah, we, you could look at it from that perspective. Maybe it is fucking genius because they're like, listen, this is our premiership window. We can't afford him. We need to start again. And at some point, you have to start again. Only time will tell if that's true or not. Yes. Because, you know, as we're watching the NFL, it might be one of those situations where they let Brady go and then he just won. Exactly. He just goes, he, yeah. he just won straight away. Yeah. I, unlikely I do I Reynolds. think the Broncos are going to win? No, I don't. No, we don't. But it's an interesting storyline. He's, it depends, mate. What's happening with his fucking grueling? Because he wasn't even kicking on the weekend. He didn't, he, he didn't play much of a role. He was snapping motherfuckers in defense. But from an attack perspective, it was certainly the Cody show. Yeah, if he's not one hundred percent. That's a big out for them. Yeah, well, I like think. A, yeah, like a, a that big, hurts. Yeah, um, Benji, you've got your Cody Walkers, um, Cam Murray. You know, it'd be nice for Cam to win one. Trell not being there's fucked, mate. If he was there, it'd be the bettings. The the markets would be a bit different. But yeah. Penrith would think dollar dollar sixty five. But yeah. If Latrell was there, it's a different fucking story. But then, could, did Maddie is Maddie still in it? Yeah. Did Penrith beat South at the end of the season, and then South beat them in the finals? Yeah, remember that was that was that. where like Latrell and shit scored some tries early, and then Penrith came back. Yeah, that was that eleven-two penalty count. Yeah, that's right. Because like when that was that might have been like the week before Latrell got suspended, but like. It was like Colin Latungi and Latrell scored for, for South. And like the first 20 minutes of that game, South looked fucking unbeatable. And then Penrith came back. And then fucking South do him in the final without Trell. You're like, holy shit. It's good stuff. It's good on us rugby league. Um, but look, I think that is a sort of a debrief from the weekend. I think that we obviously have got some more licks incoming. But I think we need to get on to a little bit of, you know, the AFL Grand Finals finished, right? And now they have trade week. Well, the NRL season's pretty much finished and we have the off-season. Scandals are plenty. So let's get into the latest rugby league scandal. Eddie, so the, the off-season in full swing. Even though the comp's still going, the off-season starts when... Any one rugby league team no longer playing. Once the last game of the season's done, yeah, it's fucking, it's into it. The off season and the NRL season can actually run concurrently. Of course they can, because half the like there's only two teams left. Correct. There's fourteen rugby league sides out there ripping and tearing right now. Now ripping and tearing. Speaking of ripping and tearing, we've got Reese Walsh uh, of hot young throbber fame. Was you know he's a rookie of the year contender? I think so. It's Monday. Ooh, no, not anymore. I, Eddie and I were just talking about that. I think I'm not sure if it's because of this suspension, but he's now ineligible because he's had two suspensions this season. Bullshit. That's what I just read. They're trying to say that it's because he had suspensions this year. Yeah, well, it's like Dally M. If you get two suspensions, you're you're ineligible. Well, you can't be the rookie of the year if you've got suspensions. I think he's saying two. Who gives a fuck? That's the rules. Yeah, what a dumb rule. I've never heard that rule before. Are you sure they haven't just brought that in because they were going well, to give the it same, to him? It's in the AFL. You can't win the That's brand the, Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know. I, it's, it's absurd to me. That's just crazy. But I also understand a bit more... <coughs> 
from like a Brownlow perspective, even though I think it's a shit, it's a shit rule. I can kind of get. I think that. it's speaking more to like best and fairest. Yeah, but rookie of the year is just like who's the greatest rookie of the year, yeah. regardless of whether he gets suspended or not. That no. shit happens. Oh, I agree. But. He was definitely a contender. And this, what you're just reading, Dave, no one was fucking talking about that. He was in everyone's Rookie of the Year contenders. Mm. Yeah, so well, it must so have been So this must be this. the suspension. That's yeah. what I mean, though. I, I'm like, this just sort of comes out conveniently after he gets caught with fucking bags. But what made it dumb was that he was asked to move on from police and, and was like, no. And then they arrested him and then they found bags on him. Like, if you've got bags on you... Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the confidence of a man who's had a great season. It is. That's just youthful exuberance. And, uh, Eddie, on that alone, I think you. I think he deserves Rookie of the Year more now than he did before because he's ripping on and off the field. Yeah. He's covering every facet of the game here already at 18 years old or whatever he is. Getting it done. He's like, not only is he, he putting marketing dollars back, in, back into the code – Back into the sport. He's had one of the great seasons of all time, but he's standing up to authorities going, Fuck you, I'm fucking yeah, famous. Yeah, but like, bro, do you know who I am? Yeah. I get that you're Constable Dickface, but do you know who I am? And are you aware that it is the rugby league off season and I've got ripping and I've got tearing to do? Are you aware of that? Maybe that's what he's trying to explain to him. Listen, how can I rip and tear if I'm... If I'm Moved on. Yeah. What you, you can't you can't rip and tear once you moved on. That's what you seem to be missing, gentlemen. And I am obligated contractually to rip and to tear. I have to. I have to. It's do my it. livelihood. Yeah. At least in the off season. The game depends on it. Now, gentlemen, if you don't mind, <laughs> I'll go back to ripping and to tearing. If that's okay with you. Uh, uh, thank you, officers. No, it's not race. Come with us. No, it's okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. What's this in your pocket? Um. This is ripping and tearing. This dust. is ripping and tearing. As I tried to explain to you earlier, yeah. I am on the clock here. Yeah. <laughs> I get paid by the hour in the offseason. Yeah. Do baby. I come to your work and fuck around with you? Do well, I Reece, tell you how to do your job? Reese, that's technically what you're doing right now. <laughs> um, so Reese got caught with bags. But I will say this firstly, like, it's not the end of the world. I'm not saying fucking go and do cocaine, but I'm also just saying, like, it's not the end of the world. But he... I was quite impressed with how he front-footed it with the media. Like, so he did, like, a press conference with his, like, I guess some sort of uh, manager from the Warriors and Reese, and he's just sitting there on, like, a video conference just going, yeah, I got caught. Uh, I was asked to move on and I didn't. And then I had cocaine in my pocket and I'm sorry to everyone, blah, blah, blah. He started crying and shit. And I'm just like, this will make you a better footballer. Oh, fuck yeah. I think you're a better footballer for this, race. As Dave was saying earlier, the punter and the dribbler are probably more outraged with Sam Walker running the ball dead than they are with... 100%. Sam Walker will, like, that's... I think that's probably fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck's this running the ball uh, yeah. dead? There was Reese Rolls ripping and tearing. Then, then, like, then, a young, oh, then a young man, after one of the great seasons... Also, who, who a Brisbane get, boy in Brisbane fucking, you would assume, has every single honey. With what? With eyes like that? The one with quit. eyes like that, every honeybee buzzing around him. Buzz, buzz, buzzing. Buzz, buzz, buzzing. Look, I think it'll make him a better footballer, Tom. I think that's fair to say. I think he'll have a tremendous 2022. You can only fill with confidence if you worry. And fan. he'll learn from it. Like, the, the, the thing that's crazy 
and obviously speaks to youth, is that he's Reese Walsh in Brisbane in the off-season, mid-rip and tear, getting around with fucking coke in his pocket. I know people who are not footballers and shit, but like well-known, who like will not fucking do, like not that we all do it, but I'm saying they, I've heard them say like, I won't do anything in public. Too risky. The only way that they would ever engage in such behaviours in the Nadia Bartel life would be uh, inside of a, a residence, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You're famous. Yeah. So you should. That's, that's a smart footy. I've just done a bit of Dioring. Um, it's not because of this suspension that he's ineligible. He copped a one-round uh, ban for striking in round 12. And then at the fight in the round 25 Warriors game, um, like Jared Wallace, Kane Evans, he copped a one-match ban for that, which hasn't even been served yet because that was round 25. I was not aware of that. And I don't think the general public are because it hasn't been talked about until now. Everyone was talking about... Round 25 was ages ago. Everyone was talking about the contenders for fucking Rookie of the Year and he was on every list. There was no, oh, but he's been suspended for this thing. It's bullshit. And obviously it may not be bullshit, but it feels like bullshit. Well, it's it's, it's strange that no one is talking about it. That's what I'll say. Very, very odd. It's absurd that two one-week suspensions will get you... Like, yeah, that seems like ridiculous. I get it if they're longer suspensions for doing something else. Yeah, that's it like, as well, right? They're one just... week's, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. But at the end of the day, I don't think he was going to win it anyway. I think Sam Walker will, but it's a stupid fucking rule. It's a stupid fucking rule. I reckon Reese has had a better season than Sam Walker. Yeah, like Walker got benched. I, I think he was think... coming back from injury in fairness mm. to him, but I'm like... But still, like, Reese Walsh was going to be picked for Origin. He's in a shitter side, and he was like, he became like the number one man for a team. You know, like, he gets inside of, a, inside of a couple of weeks. Inside of a couple of weeks, he played seven games, and he was like the number one man for the Warriors after being let go by the Broncos, who were idiots, and then plays himself into an Origin selection, and then he gets injured. But, like, that to me seems like a better rookie season. Had some big shoes to fill and did it pretty well. Fuck, mate, oh, he, he had, filled him. Yeah. He had RTS, he pushed RTS to the wing. Yeah, he filled him. Yeah. Oh, he filled him. I'm just saying what I, you know, yeah. what I think will happen. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go along with that 100%. Yeah. But it's good to see a, a young a young man in the prime of his life. Yeah, ripping and tearing. Ripping and tearing with reckless abandon, Tom. Yeah. That's what we like to see. He's playing fucking footy. Yeah, fucking oath he is. Playing fuck it footy in the offseason where it counts. Yeah. Where it counts. So it'll be interesting to see what the NRL does, though. Yeah, how does that go? Because, like, it's not before. That's what's crazy. Is it a slap on the wrist? Well, it's like probably a 12 game suspension. Isn't that what Barber got? Yeah, but. Yeah. Didn't Barber do something a bit more? No. No, I don't think so. He just got caught. He just pissed hot. What's what's crazy though, like, and obviously the reality with cocaine, right, is like, it's cut with all manner of fucking shit to, um, I guess like make it more right to make it stretch longer. You think about like a Reese Walsh is just a fucking dumb kid doing some bags on a fucking weekend, and then Wendell who did it before a game of footy, but it had shit cut with it. 
Or no, actually, I think his was just if you if you test positive to that sort of stuff before a game, it's seen as an enhancement. Yes, and that's like a couple of years. Like just the 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 fine line between fucking years out of the game and you know uh, a slap on the wrist, maybe twelve game suspension. But then also like well, timing's everything, Tom. But then like if Reese were to be tested now, who the fuck knows what's in it, and could he now piss hot? If for some like sort of a steroid, is that how it's viewed? What do you mean? So like not cocaine, but if it's cut with something that's illegal. Yeah, but if they're like, yeah, but surely there's an understanding that that's the possibility. And if you're like, we all know if there's cocaine in my system, it was cocaine. No, no, dude, I'm pretty sure some Collingwood players a few years ago got like legit suspensions because their cocaine was cut with like clenbuterol or something. Fair dinkum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like, oh, sorry, it was coke. And they're like, okay, well, you'd, any cheater would say that. Yeah, right. That's an interesting one. Yeah. It's just obviously... That hadn't crossed my mind before. Yeah. I think he would have a pretty good fucking excuse now in that, like, listen, you literally just caught me with cocaine. I'm assuming that's what it was. But, like... How long would those steroids and shit stay in your system? Don't know. Probably longer than cocaine, I would imagine. Yeah, you would fucking think so. Crazy stuff. Anyway, look, it's a learning curve for the young fella. I felt bad for him when I saw him crying on the fucking TV. But you, the reality is, though, like as a footballer, you just have to be smarter than that, right? Oh, like, fuck you it. You can't be, you can't Mate, be doing that shit. That's dumb. That's as dumb the as The fucking, the arrogance to be, to be arguing with about, the cop, about, about moving, on. moving on is fucking And you crazy. have a bag in your pocket. Like, You've got to be kidding that me. That is... I mean, what maybe are you doing? Only cocaine will give you that level of confidence. Oh yeah, yeah. He's pan- yeah. There's not much left in the bag. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving it a proper working over to be that fucking lippy. Yeah. Holy shit. That is crazy town. That is crazy. That is crazy, dude. That is absolutely bonkers behavior. Because I saw the video, which is circling around. It's fucking everywhere. Yeah. And he's arguing. I'm like, what is he possibly arguing? Arguing about now. It makes sense. And I'd only heard that he. I didn't realize when I first saw the video either that he because I was had been that he had because he. That he, I didn't even know he got caught with cocaine. I just thought he got arrested for not moving on. And then in the video, he's like, "Yeah." And then they, when I got back to the station, they searched me and found cocaine. I was like. So I thought that he was getting done for cocaine and he was standing there arguing, being like, come on, boys. Who gives it? Like, you know, it's just a bit of fucking, bit of rack. Who cares? That's what I thought was happening. <laughs> no, I'm like, dude. this guy's outrageous. <laughs> but now he's even more outrageous. Now he's even more outrageous. This is actually like, even when you think about how dumb Lachlan Lewis is or, you know, the, the, oh, fucking mate. The sheer bizarreness of, of uh, Kurt Catewell's glory hole debacle. This actually is pretty fucking stupid in the history of stupid bonehead fucking moves. Oh, my God. He was home and hose. He was home and hose. Move on, bro. <laughs> Just move on and go and pump it in the park. Or take it home, or mate. take it home. You know what I mean? Or As go to another venue. Go to another you? venue. Like... There is a million and one options at your disposal. Yeah. The last one I'm taking is telling the coppers to get fucked. You want to go back and rip and tear. Yeah, let me back in, you dogs. All right, well, you can come with us. But to Ooh. argue to a point where you get arrested, they would have been saying to him, if you don't move on, you'll be arrested. Yeah. And he's like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. 
I'm Reese Walsh. I'm hot as fuck. I've yeah. had a great season. That's definitely that's a rookie of the year. Oh, that's man. rookie stuff. That's, that's rookie that's stuff. Rookie he, stuff. They should give him rookie they of the really, year yeah. for making a the rookie most era. rookie error <laughs> that only a rookie could make. That's that's rookie error shit. That is wild stuff. Good on him. Fuck me, Dad. Yep. How do you explain that one in the morning? To mum and dad. To mum and dad. Because you're still dad. explaining that to mum and dad. You're 18 years Fucking old. Fucking hell, probably he probably still lives at home. That's silly shit. Uh, one more rugby league thing before we move on. Have you seen that Blake Asaurus Rex of Blake Ferguson fame? He is... He's left rugby league. He's having a crack at the Wallabies. I've heard. He wants to play the 2023 World Cup. I don't hate that. I think... There's a lot in that. Outside like, centre winger? He's like, I'm still fucking big and strong. How like, old's Blakeosaurus Rex, Dave? A couple of years older than us, wouldn't he? Or our age or younger? 32. Or well, my 33. age. I'm 32. Um, I he's 31. Born in 1990. Okay. So he'll be 32 next Sandwich year. Sandwich between us, mate. Sandwich between us. I reckon he can comfortably make the Wallabies with the greatest respect. Well, like, but even if he can't, he's a sniff. Yes, you know. And if I'm if I'm at the end of my uh, NRL tenure, and I still, you know, got a fucking thirst for the competitive sport, and I still think I've got a bit to offer, and you look at the the you know the rugby union setup, you can you could argue pretty successfully that more rugby league players should have a crack. Well, there's for a couple of reasons though, right? Like either go and become a dual international and have that fucking that to hang your hat on for the rest of your career, or go and play a bit of fucking rugby and then fuck off to Japan or to the Euro- to football. Europe or whatever and just see out your career getting paid probably the same amount you're being paid in rugby league, if not more, and just fucking live in your life. But what do you got to lose? You can you can fuck off to Northern England and play, you know, play for a man of steel, which a lot of people have done in the past, but... Man why, of steels why, aren't worth a fuck though, really. But why don't you just... But you can stay in your own country. Stay here and to play domestic footy and try yeah. and fucking see how you go. Crack the Wallabies. Why not? But then let's say you have a let's say you don't make the World Cup in twenty twenty three. You're still better. You're still like a a, a, a world class footballer, right? You're still a rugby like you're still world class from a rugby league standpoint. World you, class. Well, maybe world, it's class, not world class. Not world class. Not, world, world, class. Class. D- not world class. But he like I mean he's a he's an international and origin winger. He was yes was. But I don't think he's that far off. And let's say, let's say define world class as he would be in the top wingers in the world. Maybe not to to represent internationally, but like. No, I know what you're saying. You know I know what, what I mean. you're saying. Like he's an elite athlete. And yes, he's he elite. Could, he's an he's... elite athlete, and he could definitely go and crack it for some fucking you know European rugby union side or a Japanese rugby side and get paid fuckloads of money or decent money. I think it's a genius idea. Or you stay, try to stay with Parramatta and you've got to, you know, hope that you live to be five billion years old. Yeah, I, mate, I think it's a fucking good call. Like, there's plenty of blokes out there who are old as fuck now running around in, in international comps, you know, or domestic comps. Like, Adam Ashley Cooper, he's he now, played he, this year. Yeah, he played for the Giltinis in LA. Matt Giddo did as well. Yeah. Adam Ashley Cooper, how old is he now? He'd be fucking he's, he's 40, 37. 37. And yeah. they won the comp. And yeah. I think he got like back of the year or one of the, like in his position, he was picked in the team of the year or something over there. But that's, And now he's coaching him? But so if you can expose yourself to the rugby union world a little bit more, there's so many comps in the world that you can go and fucking 
dip your nutsack into. A hundred percent. It does. It does extend your career. Yeah. There's a lot more longevity in it, I think, for sure. And it's an, it's way it, more in, international. And there's only two rugby league comps, really. Dude, there's a fuckload of rugby union comps. Get yourself over to the south of France and fucking eating them crumpets. You know, hop on over to the Almafi coast in between fucking seasons or in between training days. Do you think he can make the Wallabies? Yeah. Yeah. I think he can. I think he can make the squad. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can make the squad. He'd make the squad. He's a big body. Like, he can run hard. He's still quick. Like, I'd be interested in him at the outside center. Can he kick? He doesn't have to be able yeah, outside to. center. No, he could be outside center. He could be a winger. That's that'd be it for him. Though. I don't think he'd play fullback or anything. Or, I mean, he could, or he could be a twelve. He could be a he could be a twelve thirteen. Be a 13, 12, yeah, twelve thirteen, or a winger. Uh, but I just, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, but I think that that's rugby league. Well, I mean, yeah, it is rugby league. That's rugby league. That's rugby league. Eddie, we do want to talk some UFC and some fights and shit, but Dave just fucking started telling me a story, which is truly bizarre. Dave, take the floor. Take it away, please. Yeah, so I've just seen this article on ABC, um, and it's basically about the A-League clubs, and it says, well, it says, an investigation into the foreign ownership of Australian soccer clubs has uncovered links to an Indonesian executive jailed over a match-fixing scandal and accusations of sport washing and violations of human rights from a lot of the club owners. So it says five out of the 12 clubs are foreign owned and controlled. Um, a lot of them through like, you know, these rich Arab people who own Premier League clubs and stuff as well. Um, Brisbane Raw is fully owned by one of Indonesia's largest corporations um, of which the um, director of the company was jailed in 2019 for interfering with evidence in a police investigation into match fixing um, he's since been released from prison, but is still the director. Um, <laughs> there's also like some accusations and worries about some of the Arabone clubs like Melbourne City and their ties to the um, like Dubai governments and their human rights abusers. And basically, I think what this article has kind of said is that there's been no like um, oversight or anything into the foreign ownership of these clubs and if they are running them properly but now with this investigation they're like oh shit there's a lot of dodgy stuff going on i guess for interesting me, for me it sort of just i guess it posed the question well like what's more important like human rights or an australian football league <laughs> like i mean yeah it's it's certainly a fucking consideration it's it doesn't it doesn't seem to worry the premier league What's they couldn't more, give a fuck. Well, what's more important, competitive soccer or fucking what? Some humans' rights. I mean, like, you know, 30 people at a fucking A-League grand final or, you know, child slave labour. It's an interesting one. I didn't realise so many of them were foreign-owned. I had no idea. I mean, like, what, what else don't we know about the A-League clubs? Fucking... Who any of the players are? Yeah, how many there are in the league? Who won the comp last year? Who, yeah. who fucking coaches? I, don't I actually don't know who won the comp last year. They I could be the whole competition could be behind Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. I wouldn't have a fucking clue. It could they, be happening. Right they now. could change the shape of the ball, and we wouldn't even. That's know. That's it. Yeah, playing with an AFL ball this year. It's again. I mean, we've harked on about the A League for a long time in terms of what they need to do to get the eyeballs back. Sign Del Piero again. Sign Del Piero again. 
And I mean, fuck. If the ABC rumors are true, then like you know, I don't know. Let's uh, let's you know. Let's. Sh- I don't see why if in the fight for eyeballs, we can't you know show the human rights violations in some way, you know. No, I don't. I'm not following. I'm just saying. Let's just bring it all out into the open because human rights violations are going to draw eyeballs and attention. In, in today's society when clicks are a premium, clicks are the most important thing. Eyeballs are the most important thing. If there's a way that we can get human rights violations and A-League under the same fucking, on the same TV screen at the same time, maybe we have kids fucking, you know, running the waters for free. They run them anyway for free. Well, no, ball usually boys. ball boys, I'm sure they're getting some sort of clip. Maybe we make them mow the lawns. Well, he was a ball boy, this kid, behind us. That's Did true. you get paid, Dave? No, I didn't get paid, but there I got, go. like, good free merch. And when you're a 14-year-old kid or, like, a 12-year-old kid, yeah, if you you're pay, getting to go into the change rooms. Pay him in merch. But yeah. let's, well, let's not pay him in merch. Yeah, <laughs> not paid at all. No. Yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a way that you can make it all. But listen, I, as I said at the start of this thing, what's more important? Eradicating fucking human rights violations from the earth or having soccer in Australia? You decide. You decide. I'm not prepared to make that argument. Punters and dribblers, you decide. That's up to you guys. That'll be on Four Corners tonight where I'm sure okay, we'll go into spicy. more depth about it. They didn't need that. Well, maybe they did. Some sort of... Pr- uh, pre- what is press? It? Coverage? I'll tell you what. No any, one was any, bad press is good press. Any, 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 pub- press. Yeah, any, any publicity, publicity is good publicity. publicity. Especially for the A-League because no one was watching it or paying attention. No one knew it was on. No is it on now? On. No, it's not on now. I'm having a look. Um, I don't think it started yet. But it is a summer league in Australia, right? But then, that uh, yeah, it, it was winter and then it went back to summer. Now there's some overlap. Um, it's all at sea. They just do whatever. They do whatever they can to keep their head above water, even if that means human rights violations, allegedly. And organised crime links, allegedly. Really? It's all pretty lowbrow. Four corners. Yeah, it's starting in November. It's going to be on Paramount and 10. Paramount? What the fuck is that? Paramount, like the Paramount Pictures. Yeah, Paramount Plus. The streaming streaming wars, baby. Paramount Plus are in now? We're in the thick of the streaming wars, Can I say something? Where the fuck are the aggregators at? Because I, I can't keep up now. I know. Well, that's what I had an idea about doing that, but I think there are people that do it. But like where you can find, like much like Placey. Like Placey, bro. We need the Placey built for streaming. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Where you just pay an aggregator and you go, all right, for, you maybe you've got to have them for like a month at a time. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to have fucking Spotify in. I'm going to have fucking... Mate, but mate, you like you can buy five. You can just swap them in and out some, seamlessly. I, I was having a conversation with someone who was t- about this and they were saying that the streaming services wouldn't get on board because they wouldn't want people to be paying less for their product. But it was like but, yeah, but they're, now, they're but getting access to people they, are, they wouldn't have had at all. That's exactly right. It's that whole one big switch thing as well, right? If you get enough people to say, all right, we've got 300,000 customers here who we're taking to fucking Spotify or Paramount or fucking Disney or Netflix or fucking Stan or Amazon, like... Maybe they don't want to do it because once you start, she won't stop. And then it beca- it's almost like it becomes then a TV station again. 
Like the aggregator becomes like a, t- do you know what I mean? Like it, it goes sort like full, of, yeah. it kind of goes full circle back to like this one thing that you get where all the things are on, and then eventually it'll split again and <laughs> then come back around. That's and, an interesting way of looking at it. In some ways, that is right. Yeah. And then it's like, well, Placey's the only aggregator. So Paramount, so Fox don't have any soccer now. What's what's Bozza gonna do? Bozza's with Stan. He's. I just saw Bozza sign with Stan Sport for some new European soccer league uh, show. Yeah, Stan or, have got the Champions, got the Champions League. League. Yeah. But that's it. Optus got the EPL. The A-League's fucking gone. He must be like, what the fuck is happening? He used to be at Fox when they had the Premier League and the A-League. Yeah. And now he's at Stan Sport doing a Champions League show. Something like that, yeah. What the fuck? You know what, though, dude? It's like he's probably getting paid the same amount for less work. He's going, yep, thank you. Thank you well, so if much. that's the case, but... Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that is a... It's a guess, Tom. It is a guess. Paramount Sport. Is that, what I, is that what I'm hearing? It's called Paramount Plus. It's not just sport, obviously. It's their stuff, but yeah. But is their sport subscription split from the streaming service like Stan Sport is? Like you have Don't to get know, Stan, actually. then you get Stan Sport? That's, that's the, the thing that I can't get around. Like, well, at least at the moment, unless they sponsor us. But um, do you know what I mean, though? Like, I thought it would be reasonable just to have... I wonder how many people signed up to Stan Sport. I'd be interested to know for the rugby sort of it. But like, I mean, yeah, I'm all, the Streaming Wars is like a bit of fun because we get great content. But if I'm starting to have to have 50 fucking subscriptions for shit. Yeah. You know it's not I mean? that fun anymore. Yeah. Paramount is just the one subscription. You don't have to buy. Yeah, that's how it should be. But yeah, like, but even, but I'm talking from a sports perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what it'll start being. Like in the US, there's like games. Like one network will have just like one game. Obviously, it's more TV related still, but like there are like games exclusive to it. So it'd be like Channel 10 having one game of rugby league and then fucking every Sunday or. Yeah, but I think you can still get it in the same place as opposed to having. Well, you'd probably only get like the NFL pass or some shit, but you couldn't get it in the same spot. It's on TV. But that's what I mean. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, there's ones where, like, I feel like there might be somewhere it's in a, behind a paywall. I don't know. But that's where it's heading. And that's the fucking... Like, free-to-air is fucked, Like, basically. imagine if we fucking... Imagine if they start splitting up the NRL. Yeah. So you've got to have, like, three subscriptions just to watch the whole comp. Or you'd pay one subscription to the NRL Pass, which is, I think, the same thing with NBA and all that sort of shit, right? Like, that is how that... It's like you can have all of these multiple subscriptions or you just sign up with the NRL. Yeah, which is probably what you'll which have to do. probably what you'll do. And get all of them. Interesting. Fucking interesting. Paramount bought the A-League. For how much? Mm-hmm. This would be interesting. $88. And $95. It'll probably be less than what you have to pay for a fucking subscription. Yeah, it was just they gave everyone free subscriptions. Yeah, and that was it. Um. For, uh, look, I mean, how many million a year do you reckon they'd get for it? I'm going to say 15 million a year. If it's any more than that, they are fucking killing. A League's doing very well. Mm, yeah, 20. If it's not reported, you know why. Yeah. It's embarrassing if it's not um, So it says it was a $200 million rights deal, which is um, including, because Paramount's owned by- Is that the for same, 100 years? <laughs> Paramount's owned by the same people as 10. So I think they got the whole thing. They got like, we're going to show one or two games or whatever on free to air, and then mm. we're going to show the rest. I was thinking but about- Do they get international games as well? Um, 
the A League, W League, Australia. Channel 10 does. Australia's. Uh, Channel 10 had they? fucking. Yeah, Channel 10 had Australia versus fucking like Thailand or Vietnam on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so they're paying for that as well. Yeah. I was thinking about this, and this is a little off topic, and I, and maybe it's a bit too inside fucking uh, for you three, but just because I did work in radio, and I don't know how much people think about it. But I reckon Today FM in Sydney might be the greatest waste of money <laughs> over like the last 20 years. Like in terms of just a, a, a sheer like burning of cash for no return, no benefit, nothing. Like... When you think about the amount of breakfast shows they've gone through, like once Colin Jackie O left, they have gone through fucking close to ten breakfast shows. Mate, at one point they didn't even have one. They just no, played they just music. had they just had some guy back announcing music. That was it in the morning. Hey, welcome, hey, man, mega bucks. <laughs> you want your mega bucks? All right, here's fucking Rita Ora, like. They just got rid of it altogether, and it actually, I think, started doing better. But it is like when you think about, and I'm not even, I'm not having a crack at any of the people who did their breakfast shows, although they haven't been great and haven't translated. But like in terms of just the millions of dollars just wasted, in terms Burnt. of where you think about like what, obviously they're trying to build, like keep a business going from a radio perspective, but just say you took all of those millions of dollars that have been wasted, just how much better they could have been spent on anything else in the world. That's what I'm talking about. I was driving in today just hearing, no disrespect, Aaron Mullen. Who's not, on there now? You know what? I'm not even, it's not even matter. Hughesy, Ed and Aaron Mullen. Mm. So Dave Hughes of fucking Hughesy fame. Uh, <laughs> Hughesy of Hughesy fame is exactly how you describe that's it. That's how you... And then Ed Cavalier of, come on, like, what are we doing? Of what are we doing, Ed Cavalier fame? I don't get it. I don't get Ed Cavalier. And then Aaron Mullen, who I like. I think Aaron Mullen's good. I don't think it's necessarily the, them together makes sense. What do they talk about? Bro, sometimes you go like, like I was, I, I like to, I as like a sort of, again, just because of the, I've been, I used to work for, in radio. When I'm of a morning, I'm fucking just listening to all the breakfast shows, hearing what they're doing, like, and it's, I, you listen to that one, and I'm like, what the? F Sometimes it's like it just sounds like they're just trying to kill time. They're like, oi, we've got this guy on who's a chef, and it's fucking. I'm like, who's <laughs> listening to this shit, dude? Come on, it's the greatest waste of money I think I've ever seen. They've had six iterations of breakfast shows since Kyle and Jackie O left, which was in 2015. Of They're those pretty much going one a year. Of those breakfast shows, have Husey and Ed been on it already? No, this was Husey and Ed's first one in... Read the mail. Oh, no, sorry. Okay, so... They have, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, I'll start from the beginning. So, January 2015, Dan and Maz took over the breakfast spot. Yep. No idea who either of those people are. Dan Debuff and Maz Compton. Yep. Sure. Um, then it was Rove, and he had a thing with... The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. When I was, was? This, yeah, I was M at M Rusciano, I was in radio at this point, and again, like I was casual. I was never like a fucking mover and shaker with it when I was there. Like I was just a producer, right? But like when you would hear that the decision makers decided to put Rove of say hi to your mum for me twenty five years ago fame, and a chick who just won the Bachelor together, it was like, how do you like? 
it was like, how do you see a future for yourself in an industry when people are making these decisions? Crazy. But it's also like, just because you've been on The Bachelor, it doesn't mean you can fucking spin a yarn on radio. Or, Rove... And your name alone isn't going to get your ratings. No, but also, Rove of... You know, you can't knock Rove's career, but, like, Rove it, has been nowhere... Like, hasn't been popular for fucking But Rove years. made Hey While the Sun Was Shining. Exactly. And credit to him. And he's got production companies, like, his production companies run the project. Or but he's not shit, relevant man. now he's, from, right, a, from no a personality one, perspective. No one cares about Rove anymore. And to see him on there was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And then who's after that, Dave? Um, so after Rove and Sam, there was M. Rusciano and Harley Breen. Yep. Then... Um, what, do they, do they have the years? Like how long? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, that, so Rove... <clears throat> so first one, 2015. Um, and then Rove and Sam came 2016. And then January 2017... Um, M. Rusciano and Harley Breen replaced Rove. And then uh, November 2017, Harley Breen leave the station, replaced by Ed Cavalli. Um, 20, right, this so is, Ed yeah, Cavalli's this is, first crack at breakfast. Yep. Um, later in 2017, Grant Denyer would join M. Rusciano Grant and Ed Cavalli. Grant Denyer? Yeah. <laughs> M. What? Grant and Ed. Yeah, dude, they're fucking... It's been... This is ridiculous. Um, and then... That was that actually lasted a while, two years almost. Woo! Um, and then M. Grant and Ed finished, and that's when you just had music for breakfast with Jamie Angel. Um, and then all Jamie the- Angel, not his real name. No, that's his name. That's his name. Oh, it is. Yeah, he was my former boss at Triple M. Oh, that's him. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and then twenty twenty, they left, and then it became Husey, Ed, and Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Husey, Ed, and Aaron. Okay. Well, interesting, Tom. Yeah. Anyway, that just was a thought that came to me. I don't know how we got there, but it, I was thinking that as I drove in. I go, this might be the greatest waste of money in human history. Because a lot of the time, bro. Also, Dave, I feel like you're missing out there. You started fucking Merrick, Sophie Monk. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I did start two years You started too late. fucking yeah, way in, too late, dude. Yeah, there were okay. more. So... Well, it's got that, that started under the rebuilding phase on Wikipedia. But yeah, anyway, whatever so, that was. It was after fucking Kyle and Jackie yeah. O, though. That's all you need to know. Merrick, so, Sophie Monk, Jules Lund, and Mel B from the Spice Girls. Four. That's yeah. a lot of chefs well, in the kitchen. Yeah, there are a lot of chefs. And Mel B was, I think, there in name alone. Because I don't think she ever fucking really even rocked up. <laughs> oh, my God. But was there anyone? Was that it? Was it them and then Maz and Dan or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it was that. And then Mel B left, and then they got rid of Merrick, Jules, and Sophie Monk for Dan and Maz. Yep. Yep. Fuck me dead. It's good stuff. Yeah. The Radio Radio Wars, Wars. baby. Did you watch the Biffs yesterday? Yes, I did watch the Biffs yesterday. That might have been one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Vulcan um, and Ortega. Yeah. Yeah. That was sick. It was fucking... It was such good biffing. And... Like, it was really good biffs, but also, like, Volkanovski clearly won every single round, even though the no, he biff pa- was solid. He pounded the fuck out of him, mate. Yeah. Like, it was, he won and won well. The judges gave him, like... Every round. It was, like, 50-45 and yeah. 44 and yeah. shit. Like, he dominated him. But 
his ability to get out of two submission attempts, which I was like, he's done. He's, he's done. done. He's yeah. absolutely fucking done here. Like the first one was where he's fun. on his back yeah. and he's like got his arm around it. He's on, guillotining and I'm like, it. He, I was like, he's about to tap. Yeah. He's about to tap. And then he didn't. And then he slips out like a slippery little fucking like eel. A, and a I'm Damian like, Cook like a Damien Cook. I go, holy fuck. And then the second one where he's just like laying there going, thumbs up. Yeah. Going, I'm sweet, bro. Mate, he's an animal. He's an animal. And like... For everything that... Firstly, the commentary around Alexander Volkanovsky is so fucking biased, dude. Like, or or not even around him, but around Ortega. I just found it like... Obviously, we're biased Australian to Australian, but like the whole thing was never... It never seemed to be about how well Volkanovsky was fighting for me as, as much as it was like, how tough's Ortega? Because he's just getting pieced up. It's like... Volkanovski's fucking smoking him. That's what the fucking storyline is. Volkanovski is a fucking handful. Yeah, the storyline was how much Ortega could fucking cop and was he going to be able to submit him? That's yeah. what they were referring to a lot of the All time. All the time. And he had to take him to his back and blah, 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 blah. They weren't talking about the fact that even after he'd been submitted, or not submitted, attempted to be submitted... Volkanovski gets onto his fucking on top of him and ground and pounds the living fuck out of him to the point where I'm like, Ortega's not going to come back for the next round. Firstly, he, sh- he almost shouldn't have. He got helped onto his stool, which is illegal. And then... And then they gave him like an extra 30 seconds after <laughs> before the round started and trying to like, check him out, going, how many fingers and shit am I holding up? And to what I could hear, it didn't sound like he was responding. <laughs> he didn't know where he was. He was like, they're like, can you see? He's like, yeah, how many fingers? And then he's like, look this way. And he's looking the wrong way. And yeah. you're like, what? He surely is done here. But to his credit, he came back and fought like a motherfucker for the remainder of the fight. Like, tough as they come. Oh, yeah. Tough as they come. Vulcan obviously seems like he's also much more comfortable with where he sits within the, like, MMA, UFC world now. Like, talking shit. He's top of the heap. He's having a laugh with everyone and sort of, you know, not taking everything so seriously. Or, I don't know, he just seemed more relaxed in general. But that fight was fucking crazy, dude. Crazy. Well, probably more like, I've fucking beaten everyone, mate. So yeah. shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up now. I've beaten everyone you've thrown at me. I've beaten Aldo. I've beaten Mendez. I've beaten Max Holloway twice. And then beaten it, Ortega now. And beaten Ortega. Like, shut up. Yeah, and I beat the fuck out of Ortega. And I, and I got through it. Like, I went through adversity and I came through. He was just an animal, dude. Like, he's a fucking animal. Speaking of great chins in world sport, he has one of the great chins in world sport. Like, it is, he looks like the, the dad of American dad. That's how big that chin is. Yeah, it's a chin of substance. It's a chin, it's a chin of, of consequence. It's a chin of consequence. Um, but that, mate, that was a phenomenal fight. Um, then Shevchenko got it done against uh, whoever the fuck she was fighting. Another chick just broken. Another will and spirit broken by Valentina. And then Nick and Robbie Lawler. I was like... Nick Diaz couldn't have looked... Like, he accumulatively was throwing shitloads of punches, but it was like... He couldn't have looked slower. No, no, no. He was fucking big and slow. He wasn't in great shape either. It was like... Oh. Did they fight that at middleweight in the end? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Like, having a look at him, running an eye over the over the chassis, I'm like, there's no way that motherfucker was going to get down to welterweight. No. And the Diaz brothers historically never look good in terms of their body. Like, they've never, they're never, like, fucking jacked. But it was just... He started with some really slow spinning kick to start the fight. Oh, well, that like, was lethargic. Mate, even if that had hit him, yeah, it wouldn't it have was, knocked him out. That was so lethargic. It I'm was like, like, what is that? I don't really think you realise how fucking slow you look, Like, bro. do you even want to spin it with some intent? 
But it, like, I mean, when when the fight got going, he throws some good combinations and shit. Like yes. the guy can fucking box. A hundred percent. It wasn't. It didn't and, look and, like any of them were hurting. No, Robbie no, no, no. But I would like, you know, obviously everyone has this like has romanticized Nick Diaz. But the reality is he hasn't fought for a fucking long time. Six years or so. He's 38. The last time they fought was in 2004. 17 years. Uh, to say that there was a lack of intensity when comparing the fights would be the understatement of the year. Yeah. They, it was like two old fuckers having a crack at the Robbie still looked good, but it, like the... He the, looked okay. The, um, the, he looked okay against someone who was like he clearly looked okay off against, the pace. Exactly. I wouldn't be fucking writing home about Robbie Lawler. Like he but was that good, was, but he was, wasn't. A lot of the people, like even the commentators, sort of tried to talk about it through like romantic... Uh, sort of, you know, lend, the romantic lens of like, wow, hell of a fight. Most punches thrown for a fight. Oh, the third most punches thrown, I saw the stat. Third most punches thrown in a fight that didn't go 15 minutes. But it's like, the way it ended was shit. Nick wasn't in. Nick he was could, like, he's Nick, like, Nick he's just like, kind of nah. went, fuck it. it. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, on his ass. He looks- made him quit. Like he, he made had him quit. His, he, he wasn't had, knocked out. But he had his faculties. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, do you want to keep fighting? And he's like, nah. I think I'm, I'm going to stay it. down here, yeah. bro, if that's all right with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, nah, I'm done with I'm this. I'm like, I, this isn't, I'm, I'm out. And it's no judging him, right? Like, we're no, not fighters. No. But it's just like, that's how it went. No, 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 there's no judging. The guy's a fucking motherfucker and historically had one of the great careers, but the, the fight had gone out of the old bull. Yeah. I think it's time. fair to say. Like, yeah. There was at the end where he was sort of had this realisation perhaps going, this isn't really for me anymore. But he was saying pre-fight, I should have been fighting Usman. You're like, bros. Usman would kill you, Usman. <laughs> he would kill you. Usman would kill you. Based on what I saw, a fight with Usman wouldn't go more than 15 seconds. No. He'd, he'd just, he'd fucking... Absolutely demolish Pound him into the earth yeah. and that'd be it. Especially if we went in with that spinning kick to get things started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway. But I don't, I don't think we've seen Nick again. Oh, look, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if you did, but I also wouldn't be surprised if you didn't, you know? It's one of those things where it's like, what else is he going to do? He might want to come back and do it again, maybe avenge a loss, like those Diaz boys are fucking, you know, if he maybe. gets it, maybe now he's got a bit of a taste for it again, first time in a long time, who knows? But it was, it didn't, I didn't think it was as fantastic as some people were trying to talk it up to me. It was a bit of a shit show. Um, that being said, loved it anyway. Love fucking UFC. It gets me up and about. Um, just good to have a fucking world champion. Yes, dude. And Do you no, know what I mean? And a one that's defending. Yeah, like no disrespect to Bobby Knuckles, who's fucking a legend, but Volkanovski by far and away our greatest UFC champion ever. Like, Oh, comfortably. He's got the third longest active win streak in the UFC. He's, dude, won, 20, 20 he's won 20 straight. He's won 10 in the UFC. Motherfucker can't be stopped. And he doesn't look like getting stopped, really. No. Like, he's a fucking presence. Dude, how about John Jones? The dude, U- John Jones. The UFC. What the fuck? The UFC. I read, that, I read that late last night. I almost forgot it. T is on. He's a fucking What idiot. is going on? He is oh, the biggest man. dead shit, he mate. He's such an idiot. He is a he's dead shit. He's in Vegas for the UFC Hall of Fame. He's inducted. I'm sure he's the only fighter ever to be inducted while still fighting. And he just cannot keep it together for a second. He has goes he, out and gets has arrested. Has he fucked someone's car up? I don't know. I don't know what he did. 
There's like it was like Dave. A, can you look it up? Domestic. It was like a, there's assault. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, there's so, and there's like damage to a car. I'm pretty sure. Bruh. It says Jones was arrested at 5:45 a.m. on Friday at a resort near Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, he was in the city for a ceremony. Blah blah blah. The facts are still developing. We really don't know yet the full story. Um, it's not. He had two failed drug tests and a number of prior arrests, including driving while intoxicated and a hit and run in 2015, battery in 2019, charges of DWI and negligent use of a firearm in March 2020. He is a fucking handful. What the fuck? And Dana was just like, "Fucking hell, dude!" Like we, what the fuck? Like every time we bring this cunt to Vegas, it's almost just like a, he can't. Dana was like, "He can't be in Vegas for 12 hours without fucking up." Like. <laughs> He's just a fucking. He's obviously got animal. problems, right? Yeah, of course. But you're just like, is that part and parcel with being like a wild man? But but also knowing that at his in, in his prime, there wasn't a man on the planet that could beat him in a fight. Does that? Well, there still hasn't been. There still hasn't been. But like, I mean, like he could legitimately say during his prime that there wouldn't be another human being on the planet that could. He could he could kill any human being with his bare hands. Yes. Does that? Well, I don't know whether that specifically, but I think maybe like just being a wild man, like that. But at the tippy top as well. Well, you know? yeah, I'm sure. But I'm sure there's wild men who aren't at the tippy top. I think it's more just about that, like you know, if that's what you do for for your job. Not everyone, but there's going to be a fucking few of you that are just like wild boys. Yeah. And he's a wild motherfucker. But who seemingly cannot be wrangled. He cannot be wrangled. He can't get out of his own way. He's literally in his own way. 5.45 a.m. Don't you just... That's the hours. That's when it happens. That's when it happens. Edward, you, you fucking know summer's just around the corner when you've got Sean Marsh in absolutely rip-roaring shield form hitting tons. That's when you know summer's around the corner. That's the first sign of summer. Will Sean Marsh... Be hitting shield tons for for like all time. I don't know if we were talking about this on the podcast or on the when, live stream, but you know, how Eddie, you know how Eddie Icow is just he's Eddie Icow is constantly still paddling. paddling. He's yeah. still paddling. I think Sean Marshall will be hitting sh- early season shield tons forever. Will he always be in contention for the test side? He has to be for all time. He, Sean Marshall has to always be. In contention for the test side to some degree. And look, Mitch Marshall. And you know what they'll always point to? He's just flawless technique. His flawless technique. That sees him get out often. Often. <laughs> but not shield cricket. Not in shield cricket. He might have the best technique for shield cricket of all time. Possibly all time, yeah. It just doesn't translate to the test arena as much as Which is unfortunate hope. because that's where we you know, that's, that's where the, that's all I really give that's a That's all shit we about. give a fuck about. But Great to see that Sean uh, or Swamp Junior, as we affectionately, we affectionately know him as, yeah. uh, hitting early shield tons. Also good, though, that Cam Baggy Green picking up where he left off because his tons are of consequence. He's hitting more tons for Western Australia. I think Travis Head. Mm. Travis starting to get a little bit of Sean Marsh about him in terms of his shield form not translating to the test arena. Yeah, he has got a little bit of Swampy Junior about him. He probably hasn't played enough test cricket to to really push him into that category, but he's played enough. He's played enough. And he's played, you know, he's, he's played for long enough now where this would have to be like 
How many summers are we talking about Travis Head putting his hand up for the well, side? Well, he got dropped, didn't he? He got he's dropped in last out. summer. He's yeah, in he's out. in it. But he was fucking vice captain, Edward. <laughs> he was vice captain, which I sometimes you see that and you go, how how do I know that's not the right call? And yet the selectors seem to think that it's a wise one. Like he hasn't done enough to earn that. No. And also, if you're picking a, vi- a VC, you're surely picking someone who you think is going to be fucking sticking around. But that's like, but you have to have done enough to be assumed that you're going to be sticking around, not like picked as VC on potential. Because that's all he was. He was still, he's still a potential player. And yet he's, st- well, he'd be in his fucking late 20s, if not 30s. Dave, how old's Travis Head? He's 27. Okay, so he's got some time. How man. many tests has he played? Um, he has played 19 tests. And his average? 30, I think it's pretty good, actually. It's might even be 40. 37.4. I'm going to say 40. 39.75. There you go. We're good. We're both there. Because I remember he got dropped for averaging 40, and everyone's like, well, that seems weird. And I do agree with that. If you're averaging 40, you know, that's a pretty good fucking average in test cricket. Well, it depends. Yeah, but it depends. It does, because you're not hitting runs like, at the end of the day, At the end of the day, you can say, oh, fucking average is important. It is to a degree, but it's what sort of fucking form you're in. Yeah. What, are they, and, what sort of runs are you getting? What sort of run? It, it's about brave winning runs? series. You got to win series. You got to win series and get brave runs. You got to win series. It's as simple as that. What's his shield average? His first class average. Uh, first class average thirty nine point seven two. So he hasn't really dropped off that much in Test cricket. But it, there was a time, Eddie, where you know around the sort of two thousands, late nineties, two thousands, I believe, where. Cunts would get cunts at average fifty in Shield couldn't make the Australian side. Mike Hussey averaged fucking over fifty and he couldn't make the side. Yeah, crazy. Like that's when we fucking went real deep, and yeah. that was now that we've got some years between us and those two moments. You start to realise that that was like we were just living in the most blessed era ever. Yes, like that wasn't something that happens all the time. No, it wasn't. But maybe it was a bit of a mentality thing as well. Like you can't just pick these beaters who are fucking averaging 30 for the test. Like if you don't average. Yeah, but there's no one else. You got to fill a side, Tom. But I think some cunts do average and they don't. Like I think that would still be the case. We just got lower Mate, averages. I don't think so. If they're, what, you're telling me there's a bloke not necessarily with averaging a, with a, 50. who averages 50 that's no. not the test side? No, I wouldn't say that necessarily. But certainly, if there's someone who's averaging 40 and there's someone who's averaging 30, even if they've got a better name or they have a beautiful fucking onside drive, like, yeah, sorry, bro, you're not averaging enough. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I am with you. It's interesting. It's fucking interesting because I don't have to remind the punter and the dribbler that it's the Ashes this year. Well, yeah, and we, if, if we fucking lose, that's that's we won't lose the Ashes. I'm more if we don't have the Ashes. I no, don't know. No, no, Ashes will be on for sure. 100%. Well, not, well, not if the Poms don't come. Why wouldn't they come? Because they're fucking scomos. Like, sorry, you're not getting any special dispensation. Your families aren't coming. They'll Fuck they'll off. get it. They'll get it. ScoMo knows, with an election around the corner, Tom, that if he is the sole responsibility behind us not having an Ashes cricket summer after a cunt of a year, that's on him. After a cunt two years. Like, you can dog... But you can't bring in... You can dog the country in the middle of bushfires and go hang out in Hawaii with your fucking family. You can, you know, completely fuck up a vaccine rollout leading to deaths and lockdowns, but you cannot rob us of the Ashes. You can't let Caitlyn Jenner into the country and not the Ashes families, yeah. like the players' families, because no. that'll fucking do my head. That'll and like, you'll lose the election. Well, you'll lose. Your, well, he's going to lose the election anyway. Hopefully, but no, but he definitely will. He definitely loses, the and there's 
Emma, you think there's unrest with the tradies down in fucking Melbourne? You wait until the bloody, the cricket fraternity get up in arms. That's right. Then you'll fucking see problems. Now, Eddie, just before we get into it, I'm as pro-fucking-vaccine as you are, right, as the next person. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's anything more fucking sniff-your-own-farts than those hats that say vaxxed on them. <laughs> don't you reckon? Like, most people are getting it. So the fact that you've got a fucking hat that says vaxxed on it is making no difference other than the fact that you just want to smell your own farts. And some people, Tom... Like it or lump it, like to smell their own fluff. I know, but that's like, those but, people but they, out there. But they want to smell their own farts and let you know that they smell their own farts. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. It's weird. It's truly bizarre. Vaxed. Look but, at my hat that says "vaxed" on it. Like, cool. Fart sniffers exist. Yeah, that's all I can say to that. Yeah. And if you want proof of it, look at the people wearing vaxed hats. There you go. Now. Uh, obviously, we're about to get licked near to death. We've got, some, we've got a lot of dribbles to get through here. We're going to try and rip through them. But we wanted to start with this gentleman. I'm just getting up his details. Where is he? Shout out to the fucking Northern Beaches MP who keeps DMing us. Um, <laughs> Jason Fallon Skimp. Sorry. Jason Falinski MP. <laughs> Jason Fallon skim. I was like, what the fuck? He started, he he put up something on his page, on his like Instagram. Uh, and he's, it's clearly like him trying to be like a young fucking, like, oh, I'm an M. You know how they do that really blatant shit where they're trying to like get on back. So he's put up something before the Manly game on Friday. And he's like, pretending to be on the phone, like, because it's him taking on Albanese. You know, and it's like, Oh, yeah, okay. No, yeah. Manly by 13 points or more. <laughs> like, he doesn't even say 13 plus. Like, he just does, you know, it's like so obvious. They just, uh, they don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, he's been DMing us. Shout out to that guy. Uh, but Mike Steelbar, uh, go, he's on Instagram, is Mike B is dead. He has created a song on his SoundCloud. Uh, basically, he's made a song off the back of the live stream where Manly's getting pumped, and it's just called Fuck featuring Hello Sport. Dave, take it away. the one that did us in. <laughs> Dude, this is sick. See what I mean? Oh my god. Fuck. 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 Fuck.
have displeased the men. Still in it, though, like, you guys have had 30% of the ball for him. You've gone down there twice. Fuck, it's safe. See what I mean? Oh! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was great. That was fucking cool. But ridiculous. Well, completely ridiculous. Absurd. ridiculous. Completely and utterly fucking absurd, but hilarious. Congratulations, whoever the fuck that was. That was hilarious. Mike B is dead. Well Um, done, mate. And what's his name on SoundCloud, Dave? People want to go and suss it. It is... It's just Steel Bar. Steel Bar. S-T-E-E-L Bar. (laughs) The caption for this song on SoundCloud, he goes... Ha 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 ha! Souths one up the eels. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look, there you go. It was a lick song, and you know what? That's probably my favorite lick I've ever had. Yeah, I enjoyed that lick. Uh, let's get to the rest of them. Let's All get right. them out of the way. Let's pound through let's them. Pound through. Should we go licks first? Because there's a few that came in before the licks. Uh, licks first. Licks first. Licks first. Okay, hang on. Um, all right, we can just smash these out. Don't yeah, we? just yeah. pound them out. Pound them out. Yeah. So, guys, 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 we're uh, first-time dribbler here, uh, long-time listener. Basically got a minute and 18 to go in the first half of the uh, Manly South game, and I'm just going to say, wow, Ryan Girdler's never looked smarter, has he? Fuck me. That bloke is a rugby league wizard. Fuck track bully. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Girds would be so bloody correct, huh? Wow. No, uh, well, yeah, good luck in the second half, gents. Um, bloody, yeah, no, it's not looking good. I'll, uh, okay. Anyway, thank you for your time. I'll we'll talk thank to you, you. Thank Cheers, you. Guys, bye. Okay. Did we win the second half? I think we might have won the second half, potentially. Does that count for anything? Uh, not, 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 not in the standings of the season, I don't think. <laughs> Eddie, what have you done, mate? All I'm looking at here is... You with a clipped beard and some fucking sea eagles with clipped wings that can't fly. About to be half time. It is half time. Ah. Sorry, boys. Panthers forever. Eddie's beard should be always. Be all fucked dogs. Okay. All right. Look. Look if the look if the licks. Are, if you're blaming me for the loss, look, I'll wear it. I mean... I'm blaming the transport minister for Queensland and the rugby league guys. Tom, Eddie, G.I. Dave, um, I just want to reiterate the fact that uh, Des Hasler's record in the prelims was, an emphasis on the was, 8-0. It is now 9-1. 8-1, sorry. 
And, um, you know, <laughs> Tom Zavojevic is not a big game player. This is a common known fact now. And, um, yeah. Tom Zavojevic is not a big game player. No, nah, cut this cut off. Final. Sorry, brah. We'll take licks. We won't take stupidity. Uh, Tom Zavojevic fucking carried the state on his back. He also fucking did everything he could in that game. Yeah. The the Tommy not a big game player thing is the dumbest fucking, like... If that was true, he wouldn't have had a good origin game. No. And he was the player of the series. Anyway, yeah. on we go. On we go. Uh, yeah, just a South Sydney supporter here. Manly, take your fucking leaks. Thank you. Go home, you pussies. South Sydney, to I fucking die. Okay. Fair enough. I Manly, did go home. fuck you. Yep. I did go home. I did go home. I went home. But I like a quick, to the point licking. Yeah. A meandering lick can become pretty boring. If they meander, we're just cutting them off. Uh, okay, so this next one, we've got seven dribbles from him. We can go the first and then... No, give the seven time. dribbles a go because I'm not into it, but I, I mean, I'm interested to hear... We'll give the first couple yeah. and, you know, they're, set the they're all quite similar. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Currently at fucking Suncorp Stadium, Brad Parker, the fucking red-headed cunt, is out. Moses Shawley is a fucking cat. South Sydney, 13 plus. I will call you back later when Campbell Graham is the first fucking try scorer. Fuck Manly. Up the Rabbitohs. Talk to you later. So that was it. That was it like just before kickoff. That okay. was at 7.55. I didn't appreciate the comments about Brad Parker and Moses Sully, but he... He said Campbell Graham first try scorer. He did say Campbell Graham first try scorer. All right, let's go. That's impressive. At Suncorp Stadium, South Sydney versus Manly. I don't see Cade Tuff named. But there's no, there's no Cade in the Manly side. There's no win if there's no Cade. Fuck Manly, South Sydney 13 plus. Campbell Graham, first try scorer. Up the fucking bunnies. This guy's going to go to another fucking this level, isn't he? This guy's going to go to another level. He's, he's not wrong about the Cade cast. He's, he hasn't got anything wrong yet. No. No, um, Cody Walker scored the first try. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he not did, Campbell Graham. Uh, but Campbell okay. Graham, I think. He did score, he did but score, he did score yeah. first try. Scored, right. Sorry, Buddy's dribbler at Suncorp again. Can someone please tell me what the score is? It's all right. Campbell Graham, not first try scorer. It's all right. Blake Taff is a better fullback than Tom Travojevic anyway. It's fine. Trevor can't even hold the ball over the line. Fuck Manly 13 plus. Rabideau 13 plus. Wait till nil half time. Fuck you, Tom Manny. Take your fucking lit, you cunt. Yep, okay. Sure. Fair enough. Oh, it is fair enough. At least it's short and sharp. Yeah, that's mm. it. Tom, Eddie, punches, dribblers. South Sydney Rabideau's dribbler here. Suncorp Stadium. Campbell Graham just scored the match winner. It's mainly 13 plus, never. South City's 13 plus forever. Campbell Graham, best player in the competition. Fuck you, Tom, Eddie, of the fucking Rabbitohs. Yep, okay. I haven't heard anything that's, like, not reasonable at this point. Tom, Eddie, punters. Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers. My friend has 350 bucks on Manly to win today. And quick score check. 24 minutes to go. Saturday 28. Manly 6. Manly, take your licks. Manly, 13 plus never. South Sydney, 13 plus never. Fuck Manly. South Sydney, 13 plus never? Yeah. Ever. He said no, ever. He's fucking getting shit-faced. We, we allow him that.
Tom, Eddie, punches and dribblers. You know who it is again. Manly never. Manly fat track bullies. Manly never. South Sydney 40 plus. Up the bunnies. Manly 30 plus never. Saturday Rabbitohs Premiers 2021. Okay. Okay. Tell was coming next week. Go to the bunnies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's got right. one more. Okay. Yeah. We'll give this fucking cut one more. Tom, Eddie, punches and dribbling. <laughs> Listen to that. Got everything. South Sydney Rabbitohs. <laughs> Speed Manly. Fuck you, Tom and Eddie. Take your lick. Fuck you, South Sydney 40 plus. Fuck Manly. Screaming down the The seven dribbles dribbler. The seven dribbles dribbler, sure. Good on you, mate. Good on you. But look. Call back when you lose next week. Yeah. Yuck. Oh, yuck, dude. Okay, stop this one. Stop it. That's anyway, it. I hope you boys enjoyed those licks. I'm sure there's many more to come. <laughs> That's so gross, dude. <laughs> Is he licking his own phone? Uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, take your licks, you fucking derricks. Moses Sully, shit jam, never... AJ two plus forever. Fuck you. Yep, short and yep. sharp. Short like sharp. Like Licking. Got to take it. Got to pound through him. Just got to pound through him. Pound through him. Tom, Eddie, D or J. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. What happened to Manly? Absolutely blown off the park. Jerds is one hundred and ten percent right. You're flat track bullies. You can't beat a top four side. Useless. This soon. Yep. Sure. Hey, g'day, boys. Chalky Milk Dribbler here. <laughs> Just witnessed a bit of something-something at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, look, I'm wearing maroon, but I wish I wasn't. Uh, a bit of a licking from the green and fucking red. Uh, don't know what you boys do now. A bit of an off-season coming up. Yeah, take your legs. Come on! Yep, okay. The Chalky Milk Dribbler. Shout out to Chocolate Milk. Yeah, shout out to Chocolate Milk. Hey, boys. It's the Bronson Sherry did nothing wrong slash the innocent dribbler here. Oh, God. Um, you know, How's he I come to that you can a fair amount of licks right now. So I'll bounce back and we can go to some condiment chat again. Nah, just joshing. Glory, glory. Manly never. Ciao. Thank you. You all pulled us. Lured me in with condiments. Yeah, thought I was going to be talking mustards. Chutneys. Sauces. G'day, boys. It's the uh, happy to know that Tom knows that Moana was a cartoon dribbler. Look, love the potty. Tom, eat a dick. Thank you. But not too big a dick. Sure. I love what your old man does. Eddie, eat a dick. Mm. But also, not too big of a dick. You're a good-looking cat. There you go. Thanks. To your eat a dick just because of big for Melbourne, because it's an easy way out, mate. Take your licks, boys. Glory, glory. Manly prems never. Yep. Glory, glory forever. Okay. Love your work. Thank you. Well, maybe not forever. Yep. But certainly for that way. Yeah.
Yep. Take your licks, boys. Come on. <laughs> How many more of these we got, Dave? Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. I Do don't another know. ten minutes. Yeah. Because then we've nine got nine minutes. Do another nine minutes. Nine minutes of licks, and then we've got to move on to the other ones, the right. other dribbles. Boys, um, I'm sure you'll be searching yourself for answers tonight. Tough, tough loss for Manly, but um, I've done some research and I've realised this was never in doubt. It was always going to be a Rabbitohs win. If you go to Spotify and look up the Manly Warringah Seagulls song and listen from about five or six seconds in, all will be explained. A beta song for a beta club. Cheers, boys. Uh, won't be doing that, but yeah. If you're at home, look up the Manly Seagulls team song. It sucks. Yeah. And they also mention, like, Rabbitohs in the first five seconds. Yeah, Dave, how about you go fuck yourself, you little <laughs> fucking asshole? I say that, obviously. Look, it's not much better than we are the Storm from Melbourne Town, blow the others off yeah, the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's lame as fuck. <laughs> Storm are a bunch of losers. Storm and Manly, look, basically the same season this year, so. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave, take your fucking licks, boys. Take those fucking licks. Just watched South Sydney. Absolutely tower up, Manly. Where's Tommy? He fucking nowhere. That's Shut weird. up. Fucking thought you could get another shot at Melbourne. No dice. No good boys. Take your fucking licks. He might be a Melbourne fan that called too early. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Sam, we're going to get another shot at Melbourne. I think so. Mm, I think it might have been. I think it might have been. Hey, boys, it's uh, the Goon and Pineapple Juice Dribbler here. I was just wondering if Manly were as useless as Tom's top buttons. <laughs> Come on! I've actually got a few done up today. Usually I do have a at least one of these undone. The top button's certainly never in No, the top need. button's certainly never used. Who the fuck is a top button, though, unless you're, like, going out to dinner, like you're in a dinner suit? Well, not you. I'm not a top button operator at all. Now, is that because my neck's too muscly and thick? Potentially. But it is also because I like to show some skin. Show a bit of nip? If, the, if, if, if it calls for it, Eddie, yeah, sure. Sure. Hello, the punter and the dribbler. All I want to say is manly fucking suck. Weeks of nonsense, weeks of shit, fucking regretting ever putting on your podcast, thinking to myself, I know these guys uh, have unwavering bias, but are they dumb? Do they understand the game of rugby league? Have they ever watched a game of rugby league? Fucking nonsense. So obvious the bunnies were going to run over him. So honest, so obvious that they were going to do it with force. Eat a dick. See you in, what, 26 weeks. Hope you have a good preseason. Keep fucking turbo off the fucking, what's it called, the Concord, whatever the fuck they call it up there in the peninsula. Well the Concord up there in the peninsula. Well Keep them off it. Keep them out of the shower. Oh, Queenslander. Queenslander, Queenslander, Queenslander. Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Eat a dick. That was a pretty good lick, I'll be honest. Yeah. Good for that young kid. Yeah. That young buck that finding young his feet in the world. Kid. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to make a name for himself yeah. in the fucking fast-paced game of licks. Yeah. Competitive world. Competitive world of licking. 
I'm literally just sitting here, butt ass naked, just just bathing in the tears of Manly Warringa, the ex DMC, the double merged, unmerged, merged again to be no longer merged. Manly Warringa Seagulls have just been absolutely destroyed. Oh, you guys suck so much. Horovojevic is actually trash. Okay. Oh. Lost his chance there. You can't be saying that. <laughs> you just can't be saying that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You sound like a fucking idiot. Tom, Eddie, your fuck yeah. It's an absolute fucking clinic. We all saw it coming. We all fucking... It's, it just have to happen. The fucking manly fucking got flogged. Yeah. Probably never a fucking thing to say. Knocked the ball over the fucking line. First try of the game. He's not a big game player. That fucking happened. He's he not. He's, he doesn't like it. Him and Desi, they can't yeah. handle the finals. That's what fucking happens. They're scared of the finals. It's what fucking happens. Wayne Bennett and the boys fucking took him over. Here's Bezo to fucking take you through the game. This isn't a this Queensland is thing. It's a Queensland song. We fucking, this is a Queensland song. Who won the series? Yeah, Dickheads? we won the fucking series, you idiots. Who won the fucking series? Dribblers, dude. Shut your mouths. South win a game and you sing Ya Ya Yippee, you fucking idiots. Queenslanders, they're so dumb. They don't dude. get rugby league. Queenslanders are so dumb. Just dumb. Fucking idiots. Anyway, let's move on. Dumb fucking Queenslanders. Now that we're all round the bar and the captain has declared a quorum, we'll be drinking our way through the night and we're having the time of our lives. Throw the empties away, start again, start again for the boys of South Sydney are together and we'll drink till the dawn breaks again and may the sessions of South Sydney last forever. Up the rabbit Not sure. bad. I'd never heard that song. Not a bad rendition. No, it's pretty good. Had a nice tone to yeah, his voice. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice tone. Nice tone, Tom. Didn't mind the tone. Didn't mind the tone. Thought it was a good tone. Tone was all right. Tone was pretty good. Tone was sweet. Good tone. Yeah, man, nice tone. Well done, mate. Tom, Eddie, Eddie, Tom, dear you fuckwit, where's your Melbourne spirit now, you dog? Up the riff. Ooh, that's what we like to hear. We like that. That's what we like to Ripping hear. that little bitch Dior. You guys respect. Lads, 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 lads. Just want to say one thing. I'll keep it short and sweet. Penrith 2021 Premiers. It's set and done. Give us the fucking trophy now and I'll be happy. Everyone will be happy. Mate. South fans don't even want next week to happen. I'm telling you right fucking now. Hand us the trophy now. Just a quick little break. I'm just going to take shit on my fucking passion fruit blast, uh, babe. Just give me a second. Okay, lads. Let me give you my fucking hot tip. This should be on about even. Nathan Cleary anytime. Brian Toll anytime. Pemrith 13+. Plus. Hop on it now, put the life savings on it, put the soup on it, lads. Be soon. 
Penrith Premiership Trailer. Cheers, guys. I, w- I will say this. It's very Penrith fan to be like, just give us the trophy now. Like, of course you want the trophy now, you fucking weak dogs. You don't want to play the grand final. Like, you don't want to fuck. You've, you're scarred from last year. It's like, no, you know what? Just give us it now. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You got to play 80 minutes plus extra time if need be to get the fucking trophy, bro. Yeah. You should know that because you lost last year. Well, that's why they know it. Yeah. And that's why they're asking for it early. Yeah, weak as piss. Hey, boys. Uh, first time caller here. We just got a little song for your mate D or Dave. He goes something like, Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, D <laughs> That was fun. Great song. That was fun. You got to love that. You gotta love that. Western suburbs, Penrith fans, the supporters here. First time caller, quiet time listener. I'm gonna send a photo to Dickhead Dave of where we are at the park with the TV running. But uh, take your licks, manly. But um, Penrith Panthers gonna eat bunnies for dinner next week. What do you think? What do you think? We're gonna eat the cunts. We're gonna fucking mash them, and we're gonna have a fucking good time. Let's fucking have it. We'll send you a pic of the setup. But yeah. Sorry, Manly, I'd love to see you there, but unfortunately we've got to eat our mate Raph and the bunnies next week. See you, lads. I don't think he ever sent me a photo either. Nah, look, sure I, he didn't. I'm sure they didn't. Hey, boys, Honey Dribbler here. Just a quick one. Uh, fuck you, Dior. Team sucks. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Where's, uh, uh, where's our mate? That's nine minutes, Dave. Yeah, should we go Danny? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Get comfy. How long does it go for? Well, there's four dribbles totaling 10 minutes. One of them, which is the longest one, is not worth it, I don't reckon. But we'll just take that one out. The first two are good. Okay. Just do the first two. Yours, Danny, don't cut me. I've personally messaged you saying GG. Valiant effort, but you fucking top the L. Unlucky, bruh. But we've come with the house, mate. We've come uh, to a discussion with a bit of a bit of something that we've gathered from the game. Jerome Hughes, no headgear, equals lost his head. Now, Danny Exotic gains the gear. As a result, as a result of the lost headgear. <laughs> Gain the gear, bruh. More not make sense, but it fucking makes sense to me. And expect, if you see a double dribble, triple dribble, quadruple dribble, fucking pentagon, pentagonal fucking dribble, play the fucking lot of them, because I'm working myself into a state. You don't! And Marcus Finichario, um, when was the last time the Chooks beat the fucking Panthers, bruh? I am cutting your guitar strings in half with a fucking stand and off. You grab! Goodbye! <laughs> yeah, Jerome Hughes losing his headgear definitely affected the way we played, I think. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> sure, though, like, have a spare, but whatever. Yeah. Dior, don't cut me off. It's probably a triple or a quadruple at this stage. We've worked worked ourselves into a state. Now, much to the despair of the dribblet population, my miso is about to uh, deliver... A summation of the mental health of um, Andrew Voss of uh, 
Fox League bias commentary fame. Here we go. All righty, guys. So I am a provisional psychologist, and I would just like to say a few words. Andrew Voss has 100% commentated in Melbourne's behalf. Whilst Penrith may have had the highest score for the entirety of the game, Andrew somehow had something positive to say about Melbourne's play while having something negative to say about Penrith. This bloke has completely negated Penrith's game for the entire 80 minutes, talking negatively about penalties which should have been awarded or set restarts which have been overlooked. Look, it's lucky that Penrith won this game because Andrew Voss spoke completely prejudiced against Western Sydney. His wage may get him somewhere to live in the eastern suburbs, but his commentary against Penrith was appalling tonight. Just goes to show how good of a team Penrith is for winning this game, boys. For this performance, I prescribe Andrew Voss 100 milligrams of Pristique and 50 milligrams of Risperidone. For this prescription, I expect a check-in every seven days to monitor your mental health progression. If you fail to do so, you will be subjected to participate in a 21-day bender at the foot of the mountain, orchestrated by the largest penis in Western Sydney, my husband-to-be, Danny Exotic. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And just to fucking summate this, uh, I've been prescribed with 100 milligrams of oh laced God. with God knows what else from the, the Lebanese slash bikey community of Western <laughs> Thank you. And red wine. Okay. Right. Do we want to go to the last one? No, okay. no, we don't. That was long and great. That was funny. We'll obviously have to... to... There may be a beep in there. There may be some beeps in there. Uh, but... Yeah, Vossi's biased, dude. He's biased against Manly as well. That's how I feel. But Good to hear from you, Danny. Good to hear from Danny and Danny's wife-to-be, assuming he's proposed, but he did describe her as a girlfriend, so she's expecting a proposal at the very least. Funny that she's like a psychologist. I'd love for her to, to break down the psychology of Danny Exotic. <laughs> I feel like that could put their relationship in jeopardy if she reads too much into it. Yeah. All right, we're off licks. We're off legs. Good. To the young fella standing out front of the uh, Rails Hotel with his missus on Friday night. The fucking hide you had to ask me who I was going for. Standing at the intersection of Regent Street and Redfern Street, you had the hide to ask me who I was fucking going for. Made me realise that this world just got itself in a bit of a fucking hurry, didn't it? And um, one more thing. Never mind who you thought I was. I'm the hitman, bitch. Hitman. <laughs> hitman returns. <laughs> Return of the hitman. Licking some dribbler. <laughs> some random dribbler. Who asked him who he was going for? <laughs> In fairness, and I mean, look, there, there's a lot of mysticism around the hitman. Some think that he is... Uh, you know, a, a product of um, fucking. Where are they from? Where's Jarge from? Walker. Yeah, like a Walker, Armadale, Taz sort of. Some think that he's from there. Yeah. Some think he's from Brisbane. Some think he's from South Sydney. So, like, there is an element where if I'm just some random dribbler and I see the hitman, I'm like, who are you going for? Yeah. Because you could be going for anyone. You could be going for anyone, and often well, I, they do. Yeah, often, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hitman does. I think, like, I could be, be wrong. Western Sydney? I could be wrong, but the hitman does wear many 
uh, many hats. <laughs> yeah. He wears all the hats. <laughs> he'll be conflicted this week. He's got South and he's got Western Sydney. Oh, yeah, he'll be all at sea. Yeah, he'll be fucking... He'll be all at sea. He'll be Mountie bopping to 1-4 whilst fucking, you know... Listening to Kid Leroy in one ear, and like so, you know, it, I don't know if you're able to do that with with AirPods, but Kid Leroy in one ear and one four in the one other, one four in the other. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting, but uh, the hitman, he is the hitman, bitch. That we do know. Yeah, put that on a t-shirt. I'm the hitman, bitch. I love that. Ken, Ken, Ken from Kensington. What the fuck, eh? You are a little bit twisted, eh? It's fucking... What's going on, boys? It's Jacko. I did leave a dribble this morning, but I think I might redo it, because at first I was like, cheers, boys. I don't, I'm not sure if I actually want to expose Ken, but fuck, boys. Let's jump on the fucking train and let's tackle this big dog down. Rightio. So the real fucking clue this week is Ken, your teammate, she's number five. And that Queenslander. Ooh, that fucking Queenslander. That sits in your pocket... It sticks to your ear and reads your palms. Now, it's a little bit of a riddle, but I'm going to give it a little bit fucking more. I was going to let a little bit easy on this one, but I'm like, nah, nah, that's fucking full send this cunt. Now, uh, I'm confused. Mr. Ken, can you, uh, can you tell me um, when you dribbled up around the same time? Jeez, I don't know. When uh, the whole shabacle between... I don't know, someone on the, on the hands of, I don't know, maybe a, uh, not a Powerade. Jeez, oh, definitely not a Powerade. Oh, is it a I don't know, some sort of apparatus that you could use to uh, inhale some uh, of Dior's goodies. Now, that is a, that's a pretty fucking good clue. Right, boys, let the fucking minds wander. Jacko boy out. Yeah! I, I'm assuming it's Gator Bugue, but like something to do with the Gator Bugue dribbler. I don't know exactly what it. Yeah, I couldn't get the first riddle he said. No, but I think yeah. I, is he basically just saying that it's the Gator Bugue dribbler? Well, no, because the Gator Bugue dribbler doesn't have a baggy green. Yeah, that's true. J- Jacko, not necessarily a man I would have picked to have been one for the fucking riddles. Well, he, he did say it was involved in the debacle, including the Gator so, Bug. So maybe not the Gator Bug himself, but maybe someone else who was involved in that. I don't know. Well, okay. So who made the Gator Bug song? Was it a, or was it a fuck the Gator Bug song? Was it a song? Or did they say, was it just a, like a movement of like... Well, like Finicherio. Ooh. Wasn't Danny in there as well? Danny Exotic, was he in there? Finicherio was in there as well, I'm pretty he's sure. He's got one. He's got a baggy green. Interesting. I don't know. Finichario is the one that I've got my eyes on now. Yeah. Because I don't he'd think it's know, he'd, know, he'd know about Cairns of Kensington because he's from... Eastern suburbs. Eastern suburbs. Whereas, like, I doubt Danny, Danny wouldn't Danny know. Danny wouldn't know. And Danny, it just doesn't sound like Danny. No. Nah. Okay. Interesting, Jacko. We've got our suspicions, sure. Great riddles, by the way. Love it. Hey, boys. It's the uh, cookies and cream ice cream in a waffle cone dribbler here. Uh, just re-listening to one of the old podcasts, I just wanted to make a point. 
So last time we were discussing oat milk, okay? We were discussing oat milk before we played the milk. And then boom, what happened? The milk fucking blindsided us. Next thing you know, fucking Tom, Tom of Jinx and Every Cunt That's Ever Lived, <laughs> has decided to come out and talk to Kempi about how he wants to wear a faux rabbit coat to the boxing right before we pay the money. Now I ask him, did you fuck it? This is pre-game. It's feeling ominous. Oh, man. No. Please I mean, well, but like, but wearing a rabbit that's dead, yeah, is more of an ominous warning for the rabbitos. Yeah, I would have thought. I think the biggest omen was that there was an earthquake in Melbourne, and Melbourne lost. That was the biggest omen. That was an omen, fucking huge omen. Well, did that earthquake happen after we did about even, didn't it? Because otherwise we would have been onto that. Yeah. that uh, yeah, it happened yeah. on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many more of these we got, Dave? I mean, there's still a fair few, but we can cut it whenever. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe we just do two more because we're running short. We're here. running thin. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Big Easy Dribbler here of Hard and Easy fame. Just wanted to reach out in solidarity, let you guys know. I bounced myself out so hard one weekend that I cried watching The Expendables because <laughs> I was just so... I just thought that the friendship between Sly and Arnie was just so good. Um Cheers soon. <laughs> Cowboys 23.5 plus. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah, dude. That's good stuff. Emotions, man. They'll get you. Oh, they'll get you. They, you don't know when they're going to sneak up on you, but they will. They'll oh, sneak up. Oh, they'll get you. When did I almost start crying again? It's almost happened again. I swear it's like having a kid, but there was something. I think it was to, like, it was as, I think it was. I didn't, I didn't almost start crying. That's an exaggeration. But I certainly, you know, when you can feel it inside you, you're like, oh, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. the beginnings of a yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was after, it might have been after the AFL grand final, which we haven't spoken about because fucking I forgot. But, and just seeing how stoked, like I was thinking about like the, the hard work that's put in and like all of these people coming together to like achieve this fucking common goal and all this shit. And I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm like, Whoa. Jesus Christ, Tom. I know, dude. I know. Good for you, mate. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good for you. Uh, nothing wrong with emotions. No. But sometimes enough. if they're related to your team getting knocked out of the finals, then you bury them down deep. And maybe that's why I'm always crying or almost crying in an AFL grand final. Which was good for two quarters. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Um, just having a thought. I was just watching Dave's post-mortem video from the weekend's affairs and uh, wondered what you guys think of the idea that Manly play against Melbourne next week, you blokes get to coach, and Dave gets to coach Melbourne. I think it would provide a good dynamic for, for both the podcast and for... That's got to be one of the more dribbly fucking requests I think I've ever heard. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's How? like a third and fourth playoff, except you guys coach Manly and I coach the Storm. Well, we certainly know that you've got no fucking rugby league now, so that'd be easy. 
That'd be a piece of piss. That'd be a piece of piss. Oh, man, I wouldn't even need to coach the team. They know how to beat Manly. They don't know how to fucking get into a grand final, Dave, so I'm not so sure. I think we just get in there, Eddie, and we rip and tear. We obviously give the boys, you know, just a couple of little... We can man man motivate, Tom. Yeah. We can man motivate with the best of them. Yeah, David be out there and just fucking... David be trying to put too much of himself on. Yeah, yeah, he'd be like, oh, he's just fucking be a ball boy. And they'd be like, shut up. Shut up, Dave. You know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. That's Look, an easy W. It's an easy W. Is Are it going to happen? Uh, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, so we won't entertain it for a moment longer. <laughs> uh, that's us for another week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>